Episode number 11. And tonight we welcome back Reggie. What's up, Reggie? Good to be back. Oh, it's good oh, to see yeah. you. I uh, almost forgot to unmute us all at the beginning of the show, like like a pro. <laughs> but I did the last second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we almost forgot to start the show. We are just sitting backstage talking by ourselves for half an hour. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. We had like a pre-show show that we forgot to show on the show. But now we got yeah, nothing to talk about. This, this turns out it would be good content. We should just start. Uh, <laughs> redo all those conversations you just had. Sorry, I had to move my mic a little bit closer. Hopefully that's good. Yeah, yeah that's good. good. Hey, I think that's like a curse of all podcasts. It's like most people always say the like, best conversations happen an hour before the podcast starts. Yeah. The podcast starts <laughs> and like, oh, yeah, we should have talked about that. Eh. It's all good. But I feel like you kind of have to do that too because you kind of have to get that chemistry. Like sometimes you're meeting people for the first time, speaking to them prior to the podcast. So, you know, yeah. that initial like one minute of, hey, hey adjust the mic and everything and then you start talking <laughs> it can take a while until the conversations start flowing no i think we need a new policy everyone just we mute everybody not a word until we start just and then well, go what's, what's crazy though man is a lot of exciting stuff is going on in the, in mm-hmm. the gaming industry right now man i mean I'm, I'm shocked about the whole microsoft thing but mm-hmm. um i'm not surprised because they're making a lot of money on Game Pass, so why make their their games exclusive on one? I mean, well, on their on their systems only, and why not spread it out to Nintendo and, and Sony? So <laughs> that's pretty insane news. Yeah, I, I spoke about this last night. I was streaming, and someone asked me, and it's kind of interesting because you think of it like, a, is it a bad business decision? But if you look at it from a developer's point of view. If you're making a game, you're going to offer it to Xbox first because you know that you can also sell it to Sony and Nintendo and you can make more money. Even if Nintendo, Microsoft go, we'll take it as a six-month exclusive and then you can release it on everything else, they're going to make more money that way than just selling it to Sony or Nintendo. So right. like, this could be a step ahead for Microsoft in big games like, We'll send your game then, or we'll make this for the Xbox One, and then you can port it to the Switch and 
point it to the PS5 later. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's a good thing to have choice for everybody. Like, I, you know, realistically, most households aren't going to buy both consoles. They're not going to buy a PlayStation and an Xbox. I mean, a lot of people do, but a lot, a lot of people won't. And, um, you know, it... It'd be nice for people on Xbox to play Final Fantasy 16, and it'd be nice to play on PlayStation to be able to buy Gears of War and enjoy those games because, you know, it's just it's better for the consumer. And I like you said, as for the developer, why would you want more people playing your games, more people buying your games? So I understand why they do it. And I think it has been a very successful strategy for Sony specifically, obviously, more so than Xbox. Like they do have exclusives, but I don't feel like they've ever sold me. But what I find the funniest about all of this is like the entire brouhaha that they've gone through in the last year to buy Microsoft uh, Activision Blizzard. And I was held up in court and it was blocked in this and this fun. The acquisition took so long and that was going to be this. And the Call of Duty is only going to be on Xbox. And it was this big thing. It was all this big deal about yep. like, everything being, you know, we can't do it because it's going to be a monopoly. And then after all that, they finally get it. And then they're like, actually... We're gonna just start releasing our games on everything anyway. I was like, "What?" <laughs> just it confused me so much because I'm like, "Whatever." But that's good news because, you know, I like Blizzard games and I like, you know, Call of Duty. And it would it would suck if that was like an exclusive on Microsoft or Bethesda. Yeah. That was the one that really worried me. But at the same time, that might have got me to buy the Xbox if they if the new Skyrim was like an exclusive on Xbox or PC. Like I probably buy it on PC to be fair, but. I can see that actually selling consoles. You know, what's yeah. funny is that if this, uh, if the shoe were not on the other foot, like if Sony was the one that bought those companies, they would have never sold like let their games be on a Microsoft system or our Switch system. You know, mm -hmm. Microsoft is probably one of the most generous companies out there when it comes to gaming. You know, and this proves it. You know, I just I feel like Nintendo or Sony would not have done that if they were in a, if they if were in their position with those companies. So. um it, it kind of like goes back to what I said years ago about how people don't think I like Microsoft, man, but Microsoft is a good company. Mm -hmm. And uh, by them doing this, it's going to be pretty amazing because Game Pass took off. I mean, you can't beat Game Pass. If you if you get a, a system, uh, like, a, like obviously Xbox, so you get Game Pass, or just anything if you play Game Pass, and you, you're introduced to that library of games they have, exclusives and stuff like that. Like when, when, I, when I first was introduced to Game Pass, Chainsaw Massacre just came out, and that was on there. I got to play that. That was that was amazing. You know, even though I was playing mm -hmm. on keyboard, it was annoying, but I still still having a good time. You know, so um, that service man is just really mind blowing. You know, and um, I mean, it's yeah, it just kind of shows you where where um, that, that 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 what that service could do for you, pretty much. I just like I said, I just don't think Sony or Nintendo would have done that if they were in a position. So Microsoft, good on them for making something like this happen. I kind of feel bad though that a lot of their loyal fans are like turning turning on them. You know, like, oh, you shouldn't make these games like to these other systems, whatever, like that. The console wars are over. Like, yeah, that's that's so silly. Everybody can be a whole fanboy out there, but I, I feel like the hardcore fans today appreciate all systems. Yes. And that's just how it is. There you go. That yeah, I think people who are really into gaming, like, they want, they want, more consoles. I want more, baby. I want another Dreamcast to come out. I want a new Sega console. I want Neo Geo to come back. I want freaking Turbo Graphics, fucking seventy four to come out. I don't know, whatever. How many bits would we be at now? I have a new PS Beta, you know, seventy four. 
Well, that is yeah. cool, that the new handle. But yeah, I, I want more variety and more competition in the gaming space. It's always been the best. I still think that the the, the healthiest the game the best the gaming generation was when it was PS2, Dreamcast, GameCube, and Xbox Baby. That was sick. Generation, yeah. yeah, the sixth generation yeah. was really good, no doubt yeah. about it, man. Oh, and that we're all freaking killer quality consoles, all competing, all doing their thing. And I you think the Dreamcast got robbed. Yeah. Dreamcast was amazing. Yeah. I wish. Like we were getting, we were getting games. Look at what Rockstar were doing at that time, or look at what Konami were doing at that time. Like they were pumping out games one, two, three, four in four years. Like that's because there was no oh, DLC, like dude. They didn't work. They just made a game and made another game. I liked it so much better back then. Yeah, they would just buy. Like, I'm just get a game. what Red was talking about with Game Pass. Like just the other night, Joe messaged me. He's like, "Hey, we should play something on stream." And I didn't look at my collection to play something. I went and looked through what's on Game Pass because mm. it makes more sense today. And yeah. that's crazy to me. I own all these thousand games and I'm not even looking at one of those to play because Game Pass is just more accessible and has newer things and things I want to play. Yeah. Yeah. And if you just want to experience games and you're not into the physically collecting, you can't beat the value. I think like like you one brand new AAA game comes out and you've, you play one game and you've made the months yeah value like if you play persona 3 i think the new remake is on game pass i think you know what i mean like you, so you can play that right now so, <laughs> so it's like all right you know as opposed to me i'm gonna have to fork out at least what 50 bucks 60 bucks right now to play that unless i wait so yeah i mean i get it it's definitely a good value um but it's also i don't know i i, I do I'm, I'm a little sad because xbox like at the same time, they were like so. I feel like they did a really like good effort, or like I don't know what I'm trying to say. That what's the right word? They put the I put a like an olive branch out to the community when they they tried to do backwards compatibility with their newest system, and like I thought that was really cool, man. Like, and I mm -hmm. thought that was such a step above that what was Sony doing, and like it's unfortunate that they kind of stepped back from that. Um, and it's not even because I don't feel like they want or it's just probably financially they're like, eh, it's just not working out. So. Yeah. Are you aware of what's going on with that, Joe? What's that? What they're so like, a lot of these games become backwards compatible are being removed from the service. Like yeah. more and more are just being removed. So that list that was initially like four or five hundred games backwards compatible isn't even close to that today. You know. Which is weird to me that they were games being removed from the list. Yeah, there are games idea. being removed from the list. They're now not able to be played backwards compatible and things like that. Like anymore? Uh, not all of them, but slowly. Like I, I follow these pages on Twitter, and occasionally they'll post this game can't be played backwards compatible after this date and things like that. What? I didn't know mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I heard there were some games that were that were like they weren't. We were like undoing it, which to me I don't understand why or how. But yeah, that's uh, hopefully no games I own. I gotta look into this now. <laughs> yeah. Like, so what do you what do you even own in the digital world today? It sucks, right? Yeah, did they have the, they have full control, man? Oh, you have no more access to this game anymore. That's I hate that. Like them having control over what we could do, you know. Well, like, I, back, in the, back in the sixth generation, even some of the seventh generation, that was unheard of. Now they have full control. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, it's crazy. That's that just happened in the anime community. I uh, okay, Crunchyroll. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Funimation, I think it is. Somebody, I can't remember who owns who or what the hell like, the details of it is. But basically, it was another one of those situations where people had purchased anime 
like and you're supposed to own it and have access to it and then like now the ownership's changed and the rights have changed and they're like yeah we're not supporting that anymore so if you purchased all of this stuff you just you know sorry it's gone I'm you guys think this will be a wake-up call for a lot of these like people? Uh, sorry yes. to fans. <laughs> I, I do, Reggie. So not to so so it depends. To the younger generation, no. No. To kids, no. But to our older generation, to people like us, yeah. Like I think people like who are older who understand it's a wake-up call. And I feel like I've seen I've seen more tweets about pirating stuff in the last six months, I feel like, than I have in years. Like I feel like the I feel like everybody's the, everybody's swashbuckling and swabbing the poop decks and they're <laughs> up in the crow's nest, me mateys. And they're all just they're all <laughs> feeling the same way I am. And they're like, what's the point of buying this if they're gonna take it away? And what's the you or know they have access to take away, you know, like yeah. And, and 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 why should I feel bad about downloading it and preserving it when I can expect you know and like it's not only that too. It's like all the streaming services are in in and are and even YouTube. Like all the ads are getting outrageous, man. There's so many ads now. Like and like Amazon just even made it. Like even if you pay for Amazon Prime now, you have to pay more to get with like get rid of ads. Like you know what I mean? It's like what the hell? Yeah, I, think so, I, know, I told you guys the story. What happened to me on Amazon? Like I was watching something, and a three dollar yeah. a three dollar extra ad came on. Like hey, you want to buy this now? And I was like no. And I went back to watching my show, and I was trying to rewind between certain scenes. Mm-hmm. Guess what? There was a commercial waiting for me on both ends. I was like, oh, my God, dude. Like, terrible. Ridiculous. Imagine if it starts linking to stuff you bought, and you're, like, watching it with your family, and it's like, hey, do you need to buy some more Preparation H? You were like, God damn it. I didn't want Why are you telling everybody I bought that, you sons of... Mm, what the fuck? Uh, yes, I do need to up my monthly order, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's just it's like like you were saying earlier, man. It's just gonna push piracy more, man. People are just gonna say, you know what, man? I want to watch these shows in peace. They'll just download all that stuff and just start like watching on something like Plex or something like that, you know? Um, that makes sense. N- not just that. So I-, I watch a lot of live sport, right? And I I was at one stage paying to use the subscription, and then I was paying to get a sneaky one on the side. Well, today. If I want to watch live sport, I go on Twitter and type in the name of the team I want to watch, followed by stream, and there's a hundred streams on Twitter, all live, showing the game of anything. You want to watch NBA, Madden, soccer, you just go on Twitter and type it in. It, someone's playing it on Twitter. <laughs> Wild. Well, true. There's four movies on there. <laughs> like, Elon Musk is just like, come on, guys, free speech. <laughs> <laughs> Well, another thing, too, that I, you know, I always say the dystopian future is coming, but I swear they're just going to start banning and editing stuff and you're just not going to be allowed to see it. It's like a perfect example is like that show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. There's several episodes that are banned now that you cannot see on any show and you cannot see on. Are you serious? Uh, Oh, yeah. They have like five or six episodes that are just banned. They won't show them on TV. They won't show them on streaming like you will not see those. Like the only way to see those now is if um, you have them downloaded through torrents or I don't know, maybe they've released them on DVD or Blu-ray or something. I'm not sure. Maybe they have them physically that way, but they won't stream them because they're too offensive, quote unquote, according to them. So stuff like that will happen more and more often in the future. Like I keep saying that, like they will, you know, how like they've already like they put like disclaimers in front of stuff like this was made in the naughty time before people were perfect and had and didn't, you know think like we thought all the time because we're creepy and we tell everyone what to think, you know, before all that shit happened, before the people who came in and like, I don't know, the, the, 
they, the, I don't know what to call it. I call it like the Sesame Street generation. They treat everybody like they live in Sesame Street and they have to constantly tell us these little moral lessons in life. Like, no, this is like, you remember, remember, be nice. Be, be nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, like, thanks for the reminder. Like, what the hell? Like, these people, like, I don't know. I don't want to get into all that. But, uh, oh, yeah. I just I guess that even an episode of SpongeBob was removed because it was offensive. Yeah, sure, sure, whatever, or something. You know, who knows? Maybe there is something that's offensive. It. I don't give a fuck. Like, but the, my point is, like, it's better to have your own stuff backed up on on and own it so that nobody can mess with it. Because yeah, so you, like you, like you have control. Like you don't. Yeah, exactly. I think backing your stuff up is important. That's why we talk about the, the whole thing with preservation of stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, it's kind of like up to us to do that stuff. You know, us collecting games, uh, movies we buy on DVD, Blu-ray, stuff like that. It's preservation, you know, mm-hmm. because um, as soon as these companies get full uh, control over digital, which they pretty much have, I mean, they could remove all kinds of stuff, add stuff in they want. Or add stuff. You know, it's, it's, it's insane what they could do. And, Look um, what they did to Star Wars. You can't get, like, the original cut. Like, if you want to watch the old original unfucked with star wars on a blu-ray or you can't like it's like it's like it was released on vhs like that's the last place you can buy it yeah, so there's like up. there's a specific vhs set that's worth a, a ton of money because it's like not screwed with <laughs> so really yeah yeah the original unedited theatrical release of star wars without like all like the job of the hut cg and all the fancy explosions like the ones we saw when we were kids the ones we saw in the theaters yeah. the act the regular films, yeah, those are like impossible to get um, because you know they've decided they're going to make them better. Which, sure, maybe they're better. Maybe, in your opinion, that's better. But I don't know. AJ was saying even the VHS version isn't the OG cut. <laughs> that, that surprised me because I was thinking that's probably the first yeah. version I've seen. But yeah, I probably, probably didn't. Right. It's probably like a, you have to, it's probably like laser disc. You have to get it. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Please do this. You need to get it on the original big rolls of film. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like you actually like just have to buy a time machine and watch it in the theaters back in the day. That's the only <laughs> way. So um, we talked about this before, but you know, like we know, like stores like Best Buy are, are going to stop doing like a, a, like digital physical media for like movies, and we think games are next. Mm-hmm. But do you think that's a big, it's a good thing for companies like Amazon to pick up the slack so they can make a lot of more money like selling that stuff? Well, you would assume companies like Amazon are going to pick up the slack. But, um, yeah, like I, I mentioned a few months ago that um, I see GameStop like a middleman right now. And these companies realize that they can skip the middleman and just sell from their website. Yeah. And that's happening a lot more. So companies like Amazon will definitely be like a publisher like i wouldn't be surprised if amazon make games in five or ten years and sell them on their website themselves well, netflix is starting that now too they they made their own game if you, you guys ever played that game called um man it just slipped my mind it's called um jesus now i gotta look it up real fast man but amazon had, i've heard they making they were making games but i don't know well the game is on switch and uh, ps4 it starts with an o I got, oh, I'm looking it up right now. I totally forgot. But they actually started, they actually made that Not game. They, they made the sequel to it. And um, it is called. Why do I always mess this up, man? I, got, I had this game in my head and now it's like gone. <laughs> 
anyways, they 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 made their own they made their own game in the sequels out, and they were talking about Amazon Gaming Studios. So I think it's gonna be like a streaming service where you play games, kind of like what um mm-hmm. I think what Google Stadia was trying to be, but just through Amazon or whatever like that. So. Wait, didn't I thought Amazon didn't they did make a game? They made like an uh, MMORPG, didn't they? They made Maybe, one. I'm pretty this game sure. is I'm more pretty like sure a survival, uh, like suspense game. I just can't mm-hmm. remember what it's called. I'm pretty sure they did make like an RP. They they made like a WoW competitor. I don't know. It looked pretty. I good mean, I'm too. sure that Amazon I'm has. Stuff to tell me about it. It's about these kids that go to this yeah. island. It's really yeah. weird, and it's like it's like like time. Well, oh man, I can't remember, dude. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> New World was Amazon. Cyrus is right. The New World. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was called. I think that is. It. And that that was interesting. That was like. It peaked at like two million peak viewers after twenty four hours, and no one talks about it anymore. <laughs> no, there's another one of those. Well, MMOs, it's all about the end game, and if you don't have a like an extremely strong end game, the game dies immediately. So, like anybody can make a fun leveling experience, but unless you have like it's the same thing that that the problem with Diablo Four, you know, it, it was fun until you get to the end. Everyone's like, "Well, now what? This is it." You know, you really you have to have a very compelling, you know, and if you want people, if you want it to be like this live service game that people can be on and on and on and on and on and on, you better have some serious content for people to experience. Like a but smart game worth playing six months of content. The game was called Oxen Free. Oh, oh okay. Limited run did that physically. Yeah, but there's the sequel, Oxen Free Two. I think is the one he's talking about. That game. Really? Okay. But um... yeah, there's. I know there is a sequel to that. Oxen Free 1 is a really good game. You guys ever played it? Yeah, really I beat fun. it, man. Got the best ending, thankfully, with the choices. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't realize Part 2 was out already. And I saw it. I was like, yep. Uh, they're selling it digital, obviously, but I'm not buying it until it becomes a physical. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was back when I was like not as focused with my collecting. And I was just like, I'll buy this on Switch. I'll buy this on PS4. Whatever. I didn't really have a plan. And so I picked up Oxen Free because I I picked it up on the switch and like, um, I have that version and it's cool. I'm glad I have it, but I'm kicking myself. I wish I'd gotten the PS4 version so bad and it's pretty expensive now. The PS4 version was the first one to come out too. Yeah, it's expensive. Uh, So that's probably why I got the switch one. I probably missed the boat on that. I need to look at the PS4 version. I haven't looked at it in a while, but, um, yeah, it's definitely over a hundred bucks. Have you you picked up Castle Crashers for the switch? No, that's like 30 bucks right now. That's an expensive one now. Oh, is it? Oh, goddamn. I got the PAX exclusive version of it. So people were trying to buy that. I was like, dang, man, I'm keeping this. Mm. <laughs> but um, I just looked. I have Oxen Free on the PS4. It was like one of oh, the first. Okay, good. It's a good game. Mm-hmm. It it's is really good. interesting. I remember playing it on live streams years ago. Hey, I want to go back to our topic question of the night. I, I, I had a follow up question for you guys. So um, we've. Microsoft potentially releasing their games on other systems. Can you see Sony or Nintendo going down this road? And just remember that Sony have been selling their games to Steam at like a later release date, so they mm-hmm. kind of do. Um, Nintendo not so much, man. Because they, I feel like Nintendo is probably the one of the greediest ones out there. Like you would never see a Mar- well. I take that back because Phillips they gave the Mario and Zelda license to Phillips. <laughs> Years ago, if you remember how those games, <laughs> yeah, out. yeah, that went great. Remember Hotel Mario? Like he had like a New York accent. And, like, that game was all right. That game was go, all right. It's probably like the best game on the system. Um, <laughs> is Hotel Mario? Um, I mean, 
for the right price, I see. I don't know, man. I I would. I don't want to say no, because like obviously, if, if if there's money involved, you know, they can make a lot of money. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Um, they've done it before, but will they do it again? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Sony doing it. I don't know about them either, man, because they're kind of weird when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like they did. Sony is the one is was the was the company holding up like cross platforming, like everybody mm-hmm. wanted cross platforming was cool with it, but Sony didn't want to do it, and they held up a lot of games for a couple for a few years because of it. Eventually yep. they did it, but it was annoying. So you could tell they're like they're the annoying ones to deal with when it comes to that type of stuff. So um, I don't know, man. I feel like Nintendo would be more open to it since they've done it before. Sony would probably would play hardball or not do it at all. You just gave me a thought reggie while you were talking about something mm-hmm. um so i could see nintendo selling characters to certain games maybe limited time so let's use fortnite as an example i could see like mario is coming to fortnite for june only if you want to get mario you pay this at ten dollars and you get him to use him in june and you know it's like a timed exclusive and then they right. take it back or put pokemon in the game for a little bit or something like that like i could yeah. see that but yeah, like seeing Pokemon on the Xbox or PlayStation would—I I don't know—I—I I, I can't see a world where Nintendo go down that road. Yeah, they would be probably limited with what they what characters they would put out there, you know. But still, that, I mean, I can see it as a time thing, or whatever like that, because that would that would blow up the internet, like Mario or some of those other characters on Halo or something like that, or something weird like that, some weird crossover. People love That'd that type awesome, of stuff, dude. you know. Yeah, they, yeah. But the thing is, they would never let you have that kind of stuff on a disc, you know what I mean? Oh, or physical, would... because you would have access to it forever. They want control over it, so always digital when it took, comes to that stuff. You would never see like a crossover where Mario is actually on the um, uh, game disc for Sony or, or Xbox or whatever Dude, like that, you know? I would love to get Super Mario Wonder on PS5 on a disc. That would be so cool, man. I'd be so <laughs> down with that. That's a fun game, what I'm told, man. I need to try it out. Yeah, look, I mean, I haven't played it, but it looks fun. Yeah. Right on. Um, I don't know. I, I would, I, I, so it's, it's always one of those things where, you know, the top dog benefits the least. So they're the most resistant to all this stuff. And Sony's like, you know, leading the pack and they're like, why would we do this? We don't need to do this. It's the same thing yeah. with like, why don't they put their games on Game Pass or why don't they put their games on their, their own uh, service that they offer? PlayStation Plus, like, why don't you do the same thing? It's like, why do they? They don't need to. People like say, I don't know. Maybe Sony people are snobs, or maybe we're just like we're all like the only people with money, and we like to buy stuff. Nobody else does. I have no idea. You tell me. I don't know. I like. Uh, why do we? Why do we tend to buy stuff when other people don't? I don't know. You tell me. It's interesting. Well, if you go to that attitude, the Nintendo only collectors would be the worst, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Well. Yes, <laughs> but it's not. But I'll be honest. I like. I I don't like. I avoid free to play games and stuff. Like I don't. I'm. I'm like. I find that the 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 more, the the more you lower the gateway to entry, the more you deal with the shittiest fucking people when you in your in your. You know what I mean? Like if it's free to play, okay, good, great. You have every fucking screaming ten year old and twelve year old on earth playing that game because they got no money and they can't go get a job or they can't buy games, so they play the free games. So if you play the free games, that's who you're going to be playing games with. If you play a game and it's like 
it was online game and it cost like $200 to play that game, you'd be playing with nothing but like hardcore motherfuckers. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that's what I'm, you know. I'm good at all right now, <laughs> Dude, whatever. You say, but what is Tekken 8 right now? You buy Tekken, you're paying $70 and then you pay the battle pass for like 100 and now you're playing on some, you know, you're in it for like 160 bucks. I bet that people playing yeah. Tekken 8, there's probably not a lot of like, Maybe there are a lot of kids, but I don't know. I feel like you'll have a, a better luck uh, meeting people who are serious about that game. Right. That's so, a good point. You're, you're spot on that. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I free to play stuff. And also, I hate free to play games because they're not free to play. They're just, yeah. and they're not really games either. That's another thing. Like, I am personally I really tired. Yeah. It, it's not a game. It, what it is, is it's a giant money sucking machine. It's a giant freaking tick that they attach to your neck that sucks money out of you and tricks you into thinking you're playing a game. Is that what you want to do? No. Not, not just that. It's you've now given me your time, and I'm going to waste your time with ads and get you to buy something or get you to give me your data or something else because this isn't free. You're going to pay. If you're not going to pay in money, you're going to pay another way, you know? Yeah, no, I don't know. You're exactly right, man. Um those mobile games are really known for that, obviously. Like I remember there's a Prince of Persia mobile game that would come up with ads all the time while you're playing the game. It was like one of those little cheap run run games where you're like running and jumping over stuff. But you don't have control over the running, you just keep jumping over the platforms. Mm-hmm. And every time you almost do a, a couple platforms, the advertisement or something will pop up. It was, it was insane. It was unbelievable that these companies think they could get away with it. You know, like that stuff, man. Like that's that's a big turnoff for gamers, man. Like microtransactions. It's like, man, I can understand a couple of them here and there, but like during the gameplay and stuff like that, that's just a turnoff. It's like, dude, forget it. I don't want to play this anymore. You know, the model of a lot of those mobile games, it, it has a completely no skill involved whatsoever. It'll be wait 10 minutes or pay a dollar to skip the 10 minute wait. And that's the entire function of the game is just mm-hmm. clicking something and waiting or paying money to skip it. Yep. And like the better things take longer time, so they cost more money. There's no skill involved whatsoever. It's your time, mm-hmm. and if you want to get good, you pay money or you wait. <laughs> yeah. So what it is is it's not it's not a game. What it is is it's a psychological experiment where they exploit people's impatience and they exploit people who are compulsive, and and those games are proven like they don't care about 85% of the people that play their game because those people don't spend money. It's the 15% that are addicted and can't stop spending money that they care about. And like the whole game is catered to them. They call them the whales and stuff like that. And there are just some people that spend insane amount of money on certain games. It's absurd. Like, I, you know, like I said, I only had one experience with any mobile game and it was like, I played the South Park game and like, I got to like world top 50 and the way it works is like, you have a chance to get legendary cards and they're just unbelievably better than everything else. And once you get to top 50, all you play against is these people who have spent thousands of dollars and they have nothing, but the whole deck is legendaries and they're all maxed out to the max. So that means they have like four or five copies of the legendary cards. And it's like, you know, and I'm over here. I got like one legendary card that I got luckily once like, Oh my God, I'm so lucky to have one. They have like a deck full of them and you can't win. Because it's the game is designed where like the HP of the your characters is significantly less than theirs, and the damage like the mathematically you cannot win. Like you will not out DPS them. You will not. And, like, you cannot beat that team. And it's just like okay, so basically you run into a paywall where you either have to start paying all this money or you're never going to win. And then what they would do is they would give exclusive 
cosmetic awards to the top 25 players. So the, those top 40, 50 people would constantly be spending money to try to compete for that 25 spot. And that's all they cared about. So that game, they, they didn't give a shit about the thousands of people who played. Only that top 50 were spending like, you know, 50,000, 75 grand. It's like, you know, so it's like, whatever. I don't know. It's just, it's it like, crazy. Is I played a different mobile game. 100% different concept, but exactly the same business format. It was you have to finish top 10, top 25, and you got the good rewards for spending this. But to do that, you have to be in a team of 60 people who all spend on average like $100 a month or $200 a month. And if you're not doing that, you don't get to be in the team because you don't meet the requirements. And it's like these are the people that are paying the salaries of the people that run the game. That's all they care about. <laughs> And then there'll be like a, oh, you can get free gold by watching ads. And you'll sit there and watch six hours of ads to get like $5 worth of gold to when you work it out. Like, go get a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you are, you're just being, you are being psychologically manipulated at that point. And like, I'm a little bitter about this topic in general, just because, um, like World of Warcraft, like I was addicted to that game for years. And like, I mean, like I like legitimately had like a problem. Like I was like fucking up my life, that type of shit. And I'm mad still about that because I didn't know like games could be designed like that. I didn't know. Like, so basically, I felt like I was given heroin and I no one told me what I was taking. Nobody told me what it was. Like, I just thought I was playing Mario, but it wasn't Mario. You know what I'm saying? Like this, like... World of Warcraft, they, it's called a Skinner box. Like, it's just literally actually, like, psycho they use psychological studies to design that game to keep you constantly addicted to it and keep you on that treadmill of always wanting more and always that seeking that dopamine hit and getting your next fix of whatever it is. That, so that game was designed to keep you addicted. And so at what point is it no longer a game and it's actually like manipulative, coercive, abusive shit that they're being released that i i don't know i like for most it's it's just i guess it's like alcohol it's fine for most people but some people just cannot handle it and so you maybe you not everybody should drink and they should maybe have a warning saying like you know hey some people get really addicted to this it's probably you know i don't know i don't know how to handle it i really don't know but like games can be um bad for people and they can be designed like that on purpose yeah i want to add one thing as well which might be quite surprising is a lot of these big spenders or whales, as Joe called them, in these games, they're like 40, 50, 60, even 70-year-old men and women. Like, you'd be surprised on who the top player is in this game. It could be this 70-year-old lady, and that's literally her life. Like, you know, that's the thing that she spends the most time on. And these people get way more addicted because this is their first experience to a video game. And they are experiencing video game addiction for the first time while spending money. So their video game addiction comes with a credit card attached to them. And they've got money in the bank. So they spending $1,000 to someone who's retired mightn't be the biggest thing for them. So they keep yeah. doing that. But doing it for a year on end, it can lead to serious problems. And that's the I, I know I used to play these games and I used to speak to people who were addicted to spending thousands of dollars on these things and they couldn't stop because that was all they had in their life at that point. And it's, it's pretty sad, but dude, it's you know, wicked. Sad. The people they talk to are their best friends and well, only fans praise on those same people. Just so you know, well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. 
Yep. Look, those uh, girls who pretend to like these people, a lot of them are just lonely old men who with disposable income who just give them money. And yeah, some of them are married men who are ruining their <laughs> marriages and shit. Like it's, it's like you say, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Craziness, Sorry. craziness. But yeah, they exploit these people, man. They don't have nothing going on and they get their money. And that's, 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 I think that that's their, pretty much their target, you know? Um, it's sad and everything. Yeah, people, 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 um, these days just need to know that, um, you know, everything's not what it's sold as. Like social media isn't designed for you to connect with people. Social media is designed so that they can connect with you. Yeah. They can advertise to you, they can gather your data and they can manipulate you. That's what it's for. That's why it's free. It wouldn't be free otherwise. If it was something that was like worth it for you, they'd make you pay for it. The reason it's free is because it's not. It's worth it to them. So like we're always you should always be cautious about and always remember like what i always tell people is that not don't think about just like what people are saying to you think about why they're saying it to you think about why they're telling you what they're telling you not what they're telling you like forget what they're telling you stop for a minute and think about why they're saying it and that and then once you have that outlook on life things change significantly about how you can be manipulated you won't be you'll start to question like people's intentions and motives, and you'll be a little more careful about lots of things, I guess. Yeah, 100%. So this we're just way off topic. What are we talking about? Well, just, just <laughs> if you're ever playing a video game and there's a leaderboard and you're actively like trying to creep up that leaderboard and that game has any instance that to get a high spot on the leaderboard involves spending money, then you're playing the wrong game. You're in it for the wrong reasons and the wrong intentions. It should be 100% skill-based. The only other aspect is luck. If, if Luck's fine because luck happens in video games. RNG happens in video games. But it should be skill-based predominantly. And if it's not that, then the, the game's intentions is to make money off you. Another, another thing, too... That we talked about we talked about this a while ago the trophy and achievement system is another way for these companies to kind of scan uh how you play your games and what they could do and a lot of people mm -hmm. don't realize it you know i i look at the trophy and, and the achievement system as a kind of like a high score system but at the same time the out the outrageous conditions they they ask you to do to get certain trophies or whatever to do like disrespectful like how people will go they're literally disrespectful some of yeah. them are like require hundreds of hours i'm like how dare you yeah do this to people and like again that's another that's exactly what i mean by like sometimes it can be designed to be bad for you so yeah i remember a funny one was like you have to put a certain amount of hours into a game to get a trophy or whatever like that and i remember my face i'm not doing this man so we found an ex exploit where he would just put the game on like a like a infinite time mode or something like that yeah and let the game sense. play out and then the trophy would just pop or whatever like that so, well you grab a rubber band and you tie it around one of the analog sticks and you just there you go it keep oh yeah the those little tricks and everything like that but it's just i don't know man it's just unhealthy for like a lot of those trophies and everything like that like I, i'll get a platinum here and there on a game that, yeah, is, that has a fair amount of trophies fair i say fair mm -hmm. not any not you want you to do anything explicit or whatever like that, like hit play a certain amount of time or whatever like that. I hate that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. um, initially what they're doing, though, what I want to get back to, what they're doing is that they're seeing how far gamers would go and how they can control you when you play these games. How addicted are you? And um, they add that, that information up, man. And, I mean... <laughs> 
Killing your family. Crazy ideas. <laughs> what? What? Ideas, you know what they could do. <laughs> you know. Sorry. No, you're good, man. <laughs> so, so I what with, with with I like trophies and achievements, but again, same thing. I I like um. I remember when I was addicted to World of Warcraft, like achievements weren't a thing in for for a long time, and they right. came out like later on, and it got me bad because I had a lot like out of the gate because I'd already been playing for years, and so like I already had a lot, and I didn't really care. But then I was like, "Yo, what? How much does everybody else have?" And then it was like I was in like the top five in the guild, and I'm like, "Well, fuck that! I'm gonna be number one, baby." I'm in top five. I'm going for it. So I remember that. And then it was like, it got to a point where like, there was like me and like these two people and I could not keep up. They were just mad. I'm like, you guys are just forget it. I'm like, but some of the achievements in World of Warcraft, like you said, they were just absurd. Some of them, the things they were like, collect 50,000 of these or kill a million of these or do a thousand. Like, no, yeah. Screw that, this shit, man. That stuff was unhealthy, man. I was like, man, get out of here with that crap, man. Yeah. So now like what I do is like, I play. I don't look at the achievement list or the platinum list before I play a game. I just play it, and I accidentally achieve. I call it. Those are my favorites. When I accidentally do something amazing, you're just playing and you do something cool, and it's like, but doop, you did the thing. You're like, oh, all right, good for me. I killed seven dudes, seven headshots with one bullet. Who knew that was cool? I'm and not gonna then, lie, man. I like hearing that trophy or achievement the sound effect. Oh yeah. Oh, that's that's yeah. Got that little trophy. It's yeah. cool. But then what I do is I go at the end of the game. And if I really like the game, I see like, like, again, how, how close am I? You know what right. I mean? If, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm missing like three and I like the game, I'll probably go do those three and maybe yep. go back and get them all. But if I look and I'm like, I'm missing like half of them. And, and like you said, I look, some of them are just like absurdly obnoxious. Like, I'm like, nah, dude. Or this, it just sound insane. Like, you know, once I'm over is the ones that are like, find all 197 hidden chipmunks. I'm like, no, no, because I'm going to be stuck on 195 and I'm not going to be able to find these two goddamn things and I'm going to lose my mind, even with the guide. I won't be able to find them. Go like, which one did thing. I not use the guide for and miss? Exactly. I was going to add one thing, Joe. Um, so I do look at the trophy list prior to a game, but all I'm looking for is any missable trophies. Because if I get to that point at the end of the game, I don't want one trophy to be missable that I like did a quest wrong. So if there's a missable trophy, I'll focus on those and mm. ignore the trophies until I finish the game. And then if I want to do the trophies, I do them. If I don't, I move on to a new game. And it's rare that I play a game to focus on the trophies. And um, I wanted to bring up uh, a game that I did get the platinum for and... It was PUBG, and it's a type of game that the trophy list isn't designed to be completed. The game developers designed that trophy list for... Yeah, Joe brought up a point before that MMOs need to have endgame content. Mm -hmm. When you're playing a game for like a 1,000 hours, that's what that trophy list is for. It's for those players, so they got something else to do. Because I, I played that game for five years, and mm -hmm. it took me a year and a half to get the platinum trophy, and I didn't go for it. It just accumulated over time because it's like okay. win a hundred of these games, do two hundred of these things, do three hundred of these, and it's all these things that you might do one a day, if that. Like you know, trophy hunters play these games and they have the worst experience. They absolutely hate them because 
yeah. the person who made the trophy list did not make it for someone to just play it and get the trophies so like that there are certain games out there that they are made for trophy hunters and um That's sony do it now with triple a games like if you play a sony triple a game the trophy list is designed so you play the game throughout you do all the side missions you do all the final bosses and you don't have to play through it twice or three times like it's designed for that person to just play it put in 150 hours and love it where if you go back to the ps3 most games you had to play them five times to get all the trophies you had to do not just the entire game you had to do some weird thing that wasn't involved in the game or something that's going to take you hundreds of hours like play through the game about dying you don't see stuff like that anymore you know i and not saying that it's better now i i i kind of like the old trophy systems where if someone shows you a trophy list you had respect for them because they went above and beyond to go get those trophies where today it's like oh cool you played 10 games and you finished them all <laughs> do, you think, um, do you think like a lot of gamers i mean well i shouldn't say a lot but some gamers don't feel like they can they beat a game until they gotten all uh, like most of the trophies and everything like that do you think a gamer should look at that like kind of game like that when they complete a game yeah i know i say it all the time on twitter like this is all the games I've beaten. I beat a new game. Here's the platinum. It's like, well, and that's great mm-hmm. for some people, but it's going to ruin your experience when you play games that like that. aren't fun when you go through the trophies. And yeah. that's fat fact. And like, not every game is going to be fun if you just collect trophies. And that's true. Yeah, it's just like back in the day, like someone going for the high score and everything like that. Like, obviously, you're trying to get a high score, so you're not having fun. You just you're trying to win that high score or whatever, whatever like that. And it's probably frustrating and hard to do it, you know, but um, it's probably not the way that you would want to play the game. I mean, obviously games are meant to be enjoyed, you know, not like in a competition. I mean, the competition level is the next step in games where obviously we see the tournaments like the Evo tournaments, the, the kids playing fighting games like that. I couldn't imagine doing that, man, because it, it would take all the fun out of it. You know, fighting games are like, for me, I'm sorry not to go on a, I didn't mean to jump topic like that, but just an example mm-hmm. of fighting games. Now, I had fun playing fighting games as a kid, but when I got older and I saw like a competition online, how crazy people get just for losing or whatever like that, I'm like, dang, <laughs> what's wrong with you guys? Like, you're supposed to be fun, but it's true. Exactly. Like, guys, competition, man. Like, it's like, oh no, I have to beat you. I can't lose at all. I can't get touched or whatever like that. You know, that's why I don't play. Well, I, I still play fighting games, but I do it mostly offline. I'm not like on a tournament level or anything like that. What I mean about like how people have turned like. Um, fun into like um something really too competitive i would say because obviously fighting games are meant to be competitive but i felt like in a fun way like just i just remember me and my friends playing back in the day we were all having fun and laughing mm-hmm. now i play with some friends man they lose their temper and stuff like that i was like what's wrong with you this is a game you know so it's like it's crazy so oh we yeah. had that back in the day too i had from friends that like i couldn't play couldn't play fighting games with yeah, and then they get mad at you because they 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 got no skills. I'm like, dude, what the heck? So you got to handicap yourself. Yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah I can lose it on purpose. Yeah. Same experience to G, I guess. So. I got friends that blow up if they lose a game. Like, you know, it's, it's just a game at the end of the day, and yeah, it's the same as if you're playing sport or if you're doing anything. Like, it's just I, how people react to. And I, everyone's different. Yeah, I feel like games are, I mean, they're meant to be an enjoyable experience, man. It's just like watching a good movie or reading a good book or whatever like that. That's how the experience of games should be. 
You know, uh, at least for me, that's how I feel about him. You know what I'm saying? If, um, if I ever lose, maybe I'll find out. But <laughs> let's go, motherfucker! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I'm debating uh, it at G. I guess the tournament tomorrow morning, so it should be a bit of fun. I don't care if I lose. I'm just happy to be in it. That's my attitude going in. Look, I don't I'll care. Play, if I lose I'll play six online. Like sometimes I go online, you know, assess my skills, see how I do, to have a good time. But I'm not expecting to beat everybody up. If I do beat people up, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. But I expect to like learn stuff and see how people are fighting in that game. That's why I go on there at night. You know, you got the crazy competitors at night in the, in the top servers, and you learn all kind of, kind of new moves these guys have picked up. But it's fun. Even if I lose, it's fun for me because I'm learning and I'm having a good time, like seeing what's what's, what's being like used and everything like that. So that's how I look at a lot of those competition games now. But um, now that that is the best attitude to have. Is it's, it's what I like to say to people. I either win or I learn. That's it. If you, you win yeah. or you learn, you don't lose. You learn, and uh, and in the way I do it is, if I lose a game of G, I guess uh, I go into that game and I look at the round I lost and I I ask myself why did I lose this, and I research it and you know sometimes then it, ha- it the same thing pops up and I've learned and you know you feel good from that learning experience so it can definitely have that um positive feedback loop when you're doing things like that that's why i think um it's good for people to play games like shmups or dark souls or something force you to practice and get better because like like you get over that real quick like you play shmups and you're trying to go for the one cc like you're gonna lose hundreds of times hundreds and hundreds of times you're gonna make it to the last level and lose dozens of times you're gonna make it to the last boss and lose dozens of times you know it, it's it's so like you pretty much got to get immune to that like that gamer rage otherwise you'll never you'll never you'll never progress or you you know but then it's all you know you finally beat it and that sense of accomplishment is just it's, it's like i don't know it's like quite the feeling like i it's, it's like i i don't know it's like you blew up the death star or something you know what i mean you were that guy who shot that you know you'll loot you did it like, it was like the best feeling and then uh that goes away and then you play a new game and you go through the same thing like but like that that gets you that makes you immune to losing if you if you play games like that i feel like the people who get mad when they lose they're way too used to playing easy games that don't offer any challenge that aren't right. hard they're just too used to that like obviously like i would i never get mad when i lose again i'm just happy people are playing games with me personally i'm so happy if any of my friends come over and will sit down on the couch with me and play a game i could give a shit if i win or lose i'm just so excited that i'm actually doing that because it's like nowadays, that's a hard thing to get people to do. It's just hard to get people to come and hang out and play games, man. Like for me, in my age, not like the old days. I took that shit for granted. Back yeah. in the day, I always had people to play games with, whether it was my brother or my friends or whoever. Um, but now it's just like, you know, and I still have you know people that come over and I make my girlfriend play shit all the time. She doesn't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing Trash Sailors right now. I don't know if you've ever heard of that game. Uh, get her like, to play until uh, dawn the remake when it comes out oh she's she'd be down with that she she so she loves um those types of story games we i like those too we play those together because those are actually really good to yeah to play with her because they're interesting they're like a good story too and like i like those when like we can decide what happens like i like asking her opinion you know what i mean and then like she's like and then if she's like she's, she's, i'm like what should i do she's like go left and then they die i'm like what were you thinking <laughs> <laughs> 
Why'd you make me pick? I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, that stuff's so fun, dude. Um, yeah. yeah, I like uh, those games are like, um, I, that's why I like the um, the dark anthology games that like the new um, where they let you like everybody gets to pick a character. So I used to do that with like my sister come over, my nieces, and we all pick a character and play and hand the controller back and forth. That was really fun. Nice. So, yeah, I'm totally looking forward to the Until Dawn remake. Looks sick. It's cool like that because a non-gamer can play a video game because the video game feels like you're watching a TV show or something. Yeah, um, it's, it's not designed. It's not like, like it requires like a high skill level. It's like you said, it's just quick time events and choices. And even games that have really good cutscenes do that. Like, mm-hmm. I grew up um with a mate who didn't play video games and we lived together at college and i was a gamer and i always had a system and was playing stuff and i was he never used to like me playing games so he'd always like have one tv so he'd always say hurry up i want to watch a movie you know you've been playing for hours anyway i'm playing this game one day called mafia 2 and he's sitting mm-hmm. down watching the cutscenes. anyway Next day, he's like, when are you going to play more of that Mafia 2? That story was pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But it turned into like two weeks of the whole game, every cutscene sat there, like glued to the story. Like, he's like, you know, this is a video game, but he's a big Mafia person. Like, watched every Mafia movie that's ever. He's like, this is a really good story. Like, for a a Mafia story, like, this is up there with like some of the movies Mm. I watch. (laughs) Anyway, I caught up with him this year. And he's mm-hmm. like, hey, you know how you had a PlayStation back in the day? He's like, I bought one this year. I bought a PS3. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And he's like, guess what game I bought? I bought Mafia yeah. 2. <laughs> and he that's played cool. through Mafia 2 with his wife and had that same experience that we had. So, yeah, it was really cool. That is cool. Yeah, dude, that's dope, man. I like that. Um, um, I like yeah, games that like puzzle games, too, like that type yep. of thing, too. Those are really awesome when you're like... Because sometimes it's 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 it is actually more fun to play puzzle games with more than one person. So if you one of you is stumped, the other person will notice something that you don't, and it'll kind of move the thing along, and it's just a lot better, and it's exciting, and it also makes them feel like they're contributing. So like you know, if you're stuck in a room and you're like, God damn it, what do I do? And they're like, Oh, did you see the thing under the thing? What's that? And you're like, Oh, thanks, and you click on it, and you know, you help figure something out. So I, I like puzzle games for that reason as well. Yeah, you're spot on. I. We're going to make the streams on Twitch and um, he does this thing. He's been doing it every Friday and it's literally just a jigsaw puzzle and your viewers can play and it's just like a thousand pieces and everyone plays on their own computer and makes this jigsaw puzzle together. And it's like, this is so much fun, but I would never sit down and make a jigsaw puzzle by myself on a Friday night. Like I have, I did when I was a kid, but it's just not something I'd do anymore, you know, but doing it with people is so much fun. I got a mate that comes around all the time and we play FIFA together, but we do a lot of like um, quizzes and stuff and it's just fun doing it together. Like I play this one game called Huge Quiz and it'll show you like the map of the world and um, you can pick the size of your circle and the circle could be like 200 kilometers diameter and you got to name cities and it'll like take a big circle out of all that from the city you name and we try and like cover the world and different things like that. Yeah, you know, I never play this by myself. I only ever play it when my mate comes around because it's fun. He's back. 
Yeah, that phone I was using was was dying out, so I switched to the other one. Nice. I think the camera's better on this one, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, yeah, way better. <laughs> looking good. Um, yeah, we're still talking about co-op games and stuff like that that we like to play. Um, well, would yeah, you, guys like you guys like to play, play Operation Raccoon City? Because we've got a quiz tonight. Oh, we do have a quiz tonight. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. I, I, I've played Operation Raccoon City, but not online with people. Dude, I was playing it the other day because when, when, when we were talking about how PlayStation 3 is still online, and I mm. went on there, dude, and I was like, man, this is so much fun, man. And then knowing it's free, like I don't have to pay no fee, it makes it even better. Like, I love it. <laughs> the good old days. Hopefully they keep PS3 online for a couple more years, man. <laughs> yeah, and not just that. Like, a lot of games are still available online. Like, they yeah. haven't just cut down 90% of their games. You know, like, most of them are still up, which is really cool. All right, guys. Today's quiz is completely different. Um, uh -oh. New style of questions. Uh, Reggie, you're going to go first. I've nominated it. We've all picked out. All right. So, it is a music quiz, and you guys are going to have options. So, it's a oh, video sorry. games that had movie tie-ins. Okay. I'm going to play the soundtrack, and then... Prior to guessing the game, you can guess right away or you can get a clue. And it's the same amount of points if you take the clue. And you get a pick of, you can have a clue of the video game or a clue of what movie it was. Okay. So, number one, Reggie, this one's for you. So screwed. I'm so bad at this. Now, would you okay, like to play the video game or the movie? Movie. The film takes place in the year 2080 and depicts a dystopian world starring Sylvester Stallone. Oh, that's easy. Demolition Man! Incorrect. What? Oh no, that means it was going to work. Do I get to guess? Joe will get to guess, and Joe gets the other clue as well. Okay. So the other clue for the video game is the game features run and gun gameplay with a variety of weapons. The player is given a choice to either execute criminals or arrest them. Oh. It's gotta That's be Judge easy. Dredd. It's gotta be Judge Dredd. I mean, yeah, if it's not if it's not demolition, man, it has to be Dredd. Judge anyway. Dredd. Yeah. 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 Oh man! I, I can tell the Nintendo game by the sound of it, but um, yeah. No, that was kind of cool. I still right, haven't seen the new Dread movie. Yeah. I heard it's it's dope. I'm just enjoying it. I have no idea. <laughs> now, would you like a clue for the movie or the video? Uh, I'll pick the movie as well. English language, French, French science fiction action film conceived and directed by Lou Benson. 
So it's an English language, but it's a French sci-fi action film. <laughs> what does that mean? What's a French sci-fi action? Oh, let's go get the uh, robot croissants from outer space, y'all. <laughs> I, <have no> <laughs> I actually had no idea, but it makes so much sense now. I mean, it sounds dope. I, I, I do. If you pass, Reggie gets the other hint. All right, I'll pass. I got no idea. All right, Reggie, I am going to show you a screenshot from the game. What? Oh, that's easy. Oh, now I know what it is. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say um, it, uh, I have the element. It's, it's the element of surprise, but I'm going to say the fifth element. Uh-huh. Right, the answer is. <laughs> that's like literally one of my favorite movies too. <laughs> so and I didn't bad. realize that it was French inspired, but if you think about like, oh, it's very it it apps the guy who the director is is French, and it's yeah it yeah that makes sense now. All right, we'll move on to question. Come on, come on, my man. Scoop a green. Like question four is up there. So give me one second. Dude, Chris Tucker is amazing in that movie. <laughs> oh, that's an, I haven't seen it for years, but yeah, that was such a good oh, movie. It's so good, dude. It's got a million quotes. I used to quote it all the time, dude. Like I still go multi-pass. Yeah, she knows it. He knows it's a freaking multi-pass. Like I love that part. All right, yeah. this one's for you. Okay. Assistant. Would you like a clue for the movie or the video game? Let's go with the game. All right. So the clue for the video game is you get a screenshot from the game. Ooh. Ooh, no. But I know, I know what it is, though. I know what it is immediately. Oh, go ahead and say it. Um, the mask. Correct answer is? The yes. Mask. Nice job. <coughs> yeah, the big game. The, the film here was pretty good, too. It says stars Jim Carrey and Cameron Diaz. <laughs> but, yeah, that, yeah, that was cool. I um, I didn't know there was a video game of the Mars. I only was familiar with the movie myself. I wonder if it's, if it's expensive. <laughs> All right, question four. Joe, this one's for you. All right. Oh, my God, this sounds like a familiar song, actually. Would you like a hint from the film or the movie? The film or the movie? I'll take the movie. I guess the film hint is Harry Tasker, a US government agent who struggles to balance his double life. True lies. True lies. I know who Harry, I know who Harry Trasker is. You know that's all you have to say, friend. That's all you have to say. True lies is correct. I love that movie. 
I was going to show you the screenshot. Would you have got the video game from the hint? No, I chose good. I chose wisely. <laughs> no. Yeah, he did, dude. That's a tough one. I know his name better than the screenshot. All right, question five. Reggie, this one's for you. Plays in the morning after I take a dump in the bathroom. Sounds like something out of like Three Musketeers, but um, let's go with the game. All right, so the game, you get a screenshot. Oh, this is easy. Um. <laughs> I got two choices, man, but I'm gonna go with a. I, oh my god, dude! I, I I feel like it's Space Jam, but I'm gonna go with Looney Tunes basketball. Looney Tunes basketball is incorrect. Oh no! You're on the right track. I mean, it's definitely Taz or some shit, but I don't know either, right, man. Okay, you get the film hint. The design okay. of the stadium was. Heavily directed by that of the film's many characters, and it was a long process that it went through ninety-four revisions. It's got to be Space Jam, then. I mean, Reg- Reggie had it; he just chose wrong. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking the game was on Super Nintendo, and that's like Space Jam never came out on Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, that's. It. I should have looked at the. I, M- I look like a PS1. It showed M. Yeah, the tunes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, question six. Joe, this one's for you. Jamming fucking tunes today. I love this, whatever it is. I would legitimately listen to this, whatever it is. <laughs> Sounds like something to be on a Sega CD game or something. Would you like a game or a film hit, sir? We'll go with the game. Fuck it. The game was made by Rockstar Games. Oh. Manhunt? Manhunt is incorrect. So, Reggie, your film hint is... Oh, yeah, it's a movie. That's wrong with me. Oh, I know what it is. I'm an ass. (laughs) The 1979 film centers on a fictionist New York City gang street. Oh, easy. This is easy. It's the only one they made that was about a fucking movie. I'm yeah, retarded. The bottles together. Warriors. Come, come out. out. <laughs> I can't do the voice with the Warriors. Yeah. And of course, it is the Warriors. That was a big deal when that game came out because they were talking about remaking the movie or, or making it some kind of sequel to it. It never came through, but it even made an arcade game for that uh, game that's exclusive to Rockstar and some winners, I believe. But yeah, the Warriors, man. That's a good game. Nah, it's cool stuff that Rockstar was doing. It's even on the PSP. They made a PSP Mm -hmm. version. I know, they didn't do do Scarface as well. So I thought they did Scarface for a second. I'm like, yeah, they did two movies. Like it was a a sequel, you know, an unofficial sequel to the movie. Yeah. Which is cool. All right, we've got one more question. And moving into this question, I just want to reveal that the scores are leveled at three apiece. 
So, Reggie, you will be answering first with one clue. If you get it right, you win. If you get it wrong, Joe will have two clues for the win. So here is the final question. Sorry. I could jam to this. I could put some dope lyrics over this. I gotta take it again, man. Over the game. Um, let's go with the game. This is a series of video games released for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, the Virtual Boy, the MS-DOS, Microsoft Windows, and Game Boy. Based on a film of the same game, <gasps> version release. Waterworld. Correct answer. And the winner of today's quiz is Reggie because Waterworld was right. Well nice, done. Nice, brother. Congratulations, dude. I knew I was Waterworld. Yeah. I used to own that game, but what, what kind of did it for me is that you said it was the only, it was pretty much the only movie franchise that was on the Virtual Boy. It was the second to last game released for that system, too. I love that you got the answer because of the virtual boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's an obscure way of knowing it. I love that. Yeah, the virtual boy. Uh, yeah, that's the hell of a system. We do have a chat question for chat as well. So, chat, here is your video game today. You guys have to name the video game from the photos. That's an easy one. I just think about that one. I, I just picked up that classic the other day, by the way. I just wanted to, just wanted to show you. Got to have it, bro. Got to have it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the part you where he slaps that girl on the head. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> that movie is so funny, man. It, it doesn't mean to me, but it's, it's one of the most official <laughs> movies ever made, too. Mm-hmm. It was one of the biggest financial disasters ever. It cost yeah. like. Yeah, so million the movie like was, at the time, it was the most expensive movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was um, a big concept. We have to do that again. That was that. Was, um, the clues helped a lot, dude. Thank God. That, I'm glad you guys added that because if it's just the tunes, man, I'm 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 lost. Yeah, but with Waterworld, it was funny because I remember when I was a kid, everybody said it was a bad movie, and I remember I liked it when I was a little kid. I'm like, oh, this movie's good. I don't know why is everyone saying it's so bad. And then I watched it when I was an adult, and I was like. All right, I get why people said it was bad. I still like it, but I understand now. I'm like, all right, maybe it, it isn't that great. <laughs> it's got some cheese on it, but you know, I like it. Yeah, it almost it almost ruined Kevin Costner's career from what they were saying back in the day. Mm-hmm. Well, he he funded. He had to like personally fund it. Uh, Did like he he had to finish paying for it. Yeah, like he had to finish paying for it. Like they like ran out of money or something, and they had to reshoot a bunch of stuff at the end and stuff. Wow. Like no, I mean, Waterworld's good. It's you know it's solid. I mean it's the most out of it's probably the most unlikely premise I think I've ever heard in my life that human beings could ever possibly survive under those circumstances. No yeah, way. Seriously. There's no way we would just all be floating around on a few dinghies. 
<laughs> and we'd still be alive. And there's like a couple, you know, uh, oil tankers that were still making gas out of it. Shit. There's no way. Like, I just think the premise is just not. <laughs> it's Never. like when you raise the water level above the land and everyone's got to live on. Yeah, we would just be dead. We would all just be dead. If there was no land, the human species would die. We would we're not amphibians. I don't know. We just we wouldn't work out. So it'd be tough unless we evolved or something like that. Both but when they need maintenance, they don't get that in the water, they get that on land. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's all right. But like I said, it's a good movie. I think uh, I like Kevin Costner. Let's just talk, let's make this a Kevin Costner podcast. You guys like The Postman? I like The Postman too. Postman was a good movie. I haven't, I never finished it, man. But I got to a certain point. I was like, man, this is a good ass movie. Well, that's the problem with it. It's three hours long. The Postman's three hours long, and it doesn't need to be three hours long. It should be two. Hours yeah, it's long. longer than it should be. To be honest with you, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I like him as a bad guy in movies. I think he plays a really good bad. Oh, guy. three thousand miles to the Graceland was a good movie. Or was it two thousand miles to Graceland? That's the one where he, he, him and Kurt Russell dress up as Elvis, and they robbed up that bank in um in Las Vegas. I'm not a bank, but a casino. He played a good villain in that. Um. Radio was asking what version of Waterworld that was. It was the Super Nintendo version. Yeah, you probably when we man, if you did the Virtual Boy version, I don't even think the Virtual Boy version has music. <laughs> I do love how the um, intro of the show now feels like a like a nineties movie. <laughs> <laughs> What, to the podcast, the show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all boomer jokes. Sorry, man. <laughs> You've left it up to me. It's all like 90s references, Chris Farley jokes and shit, because that's what I think's funny. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you guys, I want to ask you something. So uh, you guys, both of you guys like survival horror. I know, Joe, I know you like survival horror, but Fix, you like survival horror, right? Some of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't weird, get into everything, it went back. I like some things. Because I, 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 I took out my, my, my PlayStation 1 system, which is hooked to the screen. And um, I, I was playing it a couple of days ago, man, and I put in Dino Crisis. And, dude, I had so much fun playing that game again because it had been a while since I played it, man. But that's one of the best survival horror games out there. And it was such a good experience. It made me think about doing a top 10 video on, like, the best well, – not survival horror games, but maybe, like, the top 10 uh, best heroines in in, um, in in video games, like the female leads and stuff like that, like strong That'd ones. be cool one. That'd be cool one. Hey, I think I'm thinking I'm, think I'm gonna put it together, man. Because after playing Donna Crisis, I love Regina, man. Like she's like probably mm-hmm. one of the best protagonists I've ever seen, and um, I'm thinking about putting her in that video. But um, yeah, I just wanted to see if you guys have played Donna Crisis before, man. It's an excellent game, dude. Excellent game. It's a game that you know what happened to it. Like, why don't we have a third Donna Crisis or a third? Well, the story behind it is because Donna Crisis one sold well, and Donna Crisis two did well, did did good as well. But when they were making Donna Crisis three. Uh, they were having a hard time working on the PS2 motion engine system. You know, PS2 system, well, all the PlayStation systems up to the PS4 were difficult to work on for developers until they got used to it. So Sony was really vague on helping these guys when they were trying to make games. So um, what ended up happening was they, they shifted Donald Crisis to be on the Xbox system. And mm-hmm. it was going to be a, a true sequel to, the, P, to the, uh, the PS1 version. But what happened was the 9-11 attacks happened. And uh, Donald Crisis 3 was supposed to take place in like a city like New York. Like dinosaurs just popping out of buildings and stuff like that, and they uh, thought it was too um, 
they thought it was too, they they didn't want to they didn't want to do it because it, it kind of looked like they thought they felt that it had we were too close to what happened to 9/11 so they wanted to change the game and it mm. made it down a crisis of outer space pretty much they shouldn't have added the three to it they should have just called it down a crisis resurrection or something weird like that like a side story game putting a three on it really hurt the series because that game had a lot of problems with it now I'm not gonna say it's a bad game but to add a number to it and call it down a crisis was just not a good idea and that's what kind of killed the series unfortunately. I honestly didn't even know that, that was a thing. So that's that's actually crazy to me. But the, what you mentioned is quite interesting, Reggie. There's a, quite a lot of um, media in video games, movies, and TV shows that around that time of late 2001, 2002, that were changed because of 9-11. And you know, so many movies or TV shows just were set in New York. And Yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2 was another big one, Sons of Liberty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had to change all the posters for Lord of the Rings Two Towers. Uh, I think Spider Man with um, Tobey Maguire had a similar problem. Yep. Where they had like the World Trade Center and the posters or some shit, and they had to change them or something like that. Like the po- it was like a web between the two towers or something. They had to change all the promotional materials for it and stuff. So there's definitely things that were canceled too because they just went. That's just too on the other side. We don't want to have that right now. You know, we want other things and that's the way that they went for a couple of years it's quite interesting looking back and seeing things and seeing things that were released prior to that too and how like risque things were and because that was the time where like airports around the world changed and yeah oh man i remember the good old days i got to fly before tsa was a thing i'm that old that was that was great, man. The like, good really, old days. You could just walk in and then be like, "Hey, how you doing?" You just get on the plane. It was sweet. No one grabs your balls. Yeah, none of that. Where you take that. off your shoes like they did in the beginning of that crap. And the last you, time you, I flew, there was this TSA agent. He was like three foot two, and you could tell he was having a real good time telling me what to do because I'm six foot five. You could just tell he was like, "Go over here, do this, do that." Blah, blah. I was just like, I, you know, I could just step on you right you know that right like i don't have to do shit right but you could tell like at these oh man who said that someone said that i'm not i'm I'm one of those get rid of tsa put an air marshal on the plane call it a day put an air marshal and a german shepherd on the play anyone fucks around let the dog rip their face off then done like done i don't i don't i don't need to have all this 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 theater because it's all it is by the way it's theater it's not it's not keeping anyone so if somebody wants to get on that plane with something and hurt people they're going to and guess what a lot of times they don't even need anything if you're a big, strong dude, you can cause plenty of trouble with no weapons. <laughs> you don't need them. Like, that's another thing. Like, the, the logic goes out the window when you start to deal with people who can just break people's necks with their bare hands. So what, what, what are you going to – how are you going to stop them? You're not them on the plane? You're going to put them in straight jackets? What's next? Like, yeah, you know what I'm plenty, saying? It, plenty of those people. Yeah. What happens if 20 of them get on the same flight? <laughs> exactly. All it takes is me and four of my friends to get on there. We could take over the plane with nothing. We could just get up and just threaten to break, snap people's necks. We don't we need weapons. Podcast. Anyway. We're gonna have a knock on the door. I know. Um, I know. Well, hello. It's all. It's, well, the whole point is it's all. You theory, got three right? friends that are six foot four. If you wanna, yeah, seriously. If you wanna like have a good time, like I like we it. Go back and watch old TV shows and, and like check out the propaganda they were pushing at the times. It's so funny. Like me and my girlfriend just watched that show ER, and like the first seven seasons, it's, everyone has AIDS. Everyone has AIDS. Everyone has, the kids have AIDS. So that everyone who comes in has AIDS. The old people have AIDS. The babies have AIDS. The dogs have AIDS. It was like that's all they talk. About. AIDS, 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 AIDS. That's what they were trying to scare everybody with. And then what you've yeah. done, 
once you're done that and you realize like i don't know how i made it through the 90s without getting aids but somehow i did it guys i i did it i didn't get it i don't know how we were all going to get it supposedly everyone was going to get it but no but none of us did but anyway and then um i remember watch the show 24 24 will blow you like the propaganda on that show is just amazing dude it is so amazing but it's also nice to go back to like the old days and it was like everyone was like america rah 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 patriotism like every that was like what everybody now it's like people like american flags burn it it's it's the devil it's like it's amazing to see how things have changed in my lifetime just like just watch the tv shows yeah check out the the, sitcom and there's like a scene where they're all constantly smoking together and then in a coffee cup and then all smoking Mm -hmm. together again because that's what people just did back in the day (laughs) yeah Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was back back in the day. You could, people were, like smoke in the hospitals in the waiting room. <laughs> it's pretty well. I'm actually glad that's changed. I'm, I'm, I'm for that change. If he was sitting in, in the Denny's chain smoking and stuff, freaking nasty. Just having like cigarette stain ruse everywhere and carpet that's all cigarette stained. And I, it makes you think about like how you see an item on eBay, you know, say a customer smoke free home. I understood, and I didn't understand what that meant at first until I got one of my items years ago. I was like, "Wow, dude, this thing is like all smoked up." Like I bought yeah. this uh, Albert. I forgot what the game was called. It was called um, it was I forgot what it was called. Anyways, I got the Game Boy Advance version, Game Boy Color version of it, and that thing smelled like cigarettes, like so bad, dude. I had to wrap it up in a bunch of fabric softener, like those those those, those and then for like a week, and let that suck up the smell of it. Man, it was pretty insane. But um, yeah, I not just that, they turn yellow. Like you can tell PS2 games that have been owned by smokers in the PAL region because they're all white. And then you get this like yellow game and it's like, well, that was owned by a smoker. <laughs> yeah. No Dude, I remember I, I went to Europe and they still have like smoking sections on the trains. And like, it's like literally like a compartment and like all the windows are shut, all the doors are shut and everyone's just in there chain smoking. Like you are like caked in smoke. I remember I got yelled at because I literally broke the window and opened the window. I was like, I can't fucking breathe. And I broke the lock off the window and opened the window. And people were like, what are you doing, stupid American? I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't speak, I don't speak your language. Leave me alone. Like, I didn't give a shit. Like, I was that tourist. I didn't give a crap. Dude, we, I did a bunch of funny stuff. We, we did too. Like, we were I'm over there. Four, leave me alone. <laughs> we used to, we, I had this like, um, prepay pass for trains like it like you pay for like a ticket and you get to ride like 10 train rides and they punch your thing or whatever and we used to get on like buses and stuff and just like i would be like watch this and i would just take the ticket and i'd push it at people's and they'd be like no no no, you have to pay and i'd be like ticket 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 and they'd be like just sit down i'm like thank you <laughs> they just like you don't say they wouldn't want to deal with it i would just pretend like i didn't know what was going on i'd be like ticket they're like that's for the train i'd be like ticket and they'd be like just sit down dude i'm like thanks <laughs> we did it i did it like so many times it was fun. yeah just pretending that you don't speak english let alone like any I, language well they were whatever a french german whatever the hell they were speaking i would just be like ticket ticket that's all i would say ticket and they'd be like all right yep Oh, yeah, that game I was talking about was called Azure Dreams. The game Boy oh, Color. yeah, okay. They made the sequel to that as well. Oh, is there a sequel for it? Yeah, I'm sure I got Azure Dreams too. 
thought that was oh. on PS1. Yeah, it came out on PS1, and they made a Game Boy Color version. No, no shit. Yeah, I remember buying that game, and I was so disgusted, man. I was like, oh, this game smells horrible. Because uh, I was getting for a good deal. Right. I was getting <laughs> for a good deal, and I thought, like, oh, man, this is great. But now I understood why the smoke oh, yeah, yeah, was, was, was a thing. You know, I was like, oh, dude. Like, most people would, like, not even buy this, how bad it smelled. But I fixed it, thankfully. You know, and I, I still think it was somewhat worth it. But, man, it was just, I just remember how nasty it smelled. Like, ugh. I yeah, couldn't I even enjoy getting the game at first because it smells so bad. That happened to me once I bought a um, Nintendo Mini off of uh, eBay or, or Mercari. I can't remember. I bought, like, a used, you know, those mini consoles they yeah. came out with. That one was, like, expensive for a while, and it was, like, a good deal. It was, like, 60 bucks for everything. So I was like, all right. And the girl, you know, she shifted to me and like, dude, it was like, it just stank like cigarettes. And like the controllers were like yellow. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I cleaned this thing like for days, for days. I just would clean it, wipe it down, let it dry, clean it, wipe it down, let it dry until it finally like looked new again. Uh, but yeah, it was disgusting, dude. But I was just rub it with alcohol, rub it with alcohol, use some goo gone, rub it with alcohol, rub it with alcohol, <laughs> clean it, it with a toothbrush. Yeah, yeah. Looks great now. Yeah, fix everything. Yeah, that's, that's the one fix that you were thinking of. Okay, so, uh, you any um, pickups to show? No, no, no. Yeah. Not Azure Dreams. I mean, Knights of Azure Part Two. I'm sorry, I'm repeating the yeah. same game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I do have pickups. I I have a couple as well, man. Um, who wants to go first? I haven't got any pickups, but I got some more PS1 games to show off. So if you guys yeah, yeah, let's do that. Heck yeah, Fitzy. Let's do it. So we're going in alphabetical order, and the last game we've seen was Bratz, so it's going to be pretty hard to top that. But uh, now we're moving on to the later Bs and the Cs. We're getting some pretty cool titles. Uh, so we got another JRPG here, Breath of Fire 4. Good one, really, really, really awesome series. And just beautiful games on the PS1, old JRPGs. Um, look how much text is on the back of this cover because it's like multi language. Hmm. <laughs> like, look at the size of that text. They're like, let's print it in size two. That'll work. <laughs> God, that game has got that beautiful PS1 aesthetic, though. It is gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Thick manuals, too. Like, the manual itself has a spine. <laughs> absolutely what beautiful. What talking about? Is it in color? It's all in color too. Like beautiful yeah. manuals. Amazing. That's a relatively expensive game, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'm not. I couldn't tell you what the price of the PAL version, but um, I'm sure it's like a hundred dollars plus. Now these next two games are a lot of fun. Really cool games, and they're quite nostalgic for me. So we have Bugs Bunny and Taz Time Busters, and Bugs Bunny Lost in Time. That's a good game, dude. Just Lost a lot of fun playing these games. You can go back and play them today and still have a lot of fun. They're super mm -hmm. simple, um, you know, not overcomplicated. Kids can pick them up and play, but you can still, as an adult, get a lot out of them as well. So really cool games. Lost in Time is really fun. I've never played Time Busters. But... All right, so the next one we mentioned earlier in the show. Oh no, we mentioned this before we went live. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And that is Castlevania Sympathy of the Night. Oh, uh, yeah. So I looked this up 
prior to the show and like the cheapest copy available in Australia is seven or eight hundred dollars or something ridiculous. Um, I was lucky to get my copy for uh, I believe it was $180 locally off the of friends. So it was pretty cool. It's complete in really good condition. Would you trade it for the American version, Fixie? Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is um, being in the collection for the rest of its life. So, right on. really happy to own it. It was on my list of games I'd love to own for years. I'm... And yeah, I finally got it. I like the cover, too. Yeah beautiful isn't it yeah it's definitely more artistic than the american one but the american one is like iconic i love the american one too don't get me wrong it's got that creepy dracula yeah. horror movie freaking vibe going on i like that the black label one i don't like the green one i well yeah i like the way the black label one looks too but yeah i, I don't know the first, that one reminds me like i said of like an old horror movie and then this one is like more of like a gothic painting or something like that uh, the final game I'm going to show is a bit of a um, a genre that I really like, like a guilty pleasure genre, I would kind of say. It's not a, like a rude game or anything. But um, I really like snowboarding games. Like, I love snowboarding games. Uh, so here we have one on the PS1 called Chill. Uh, a lot of fun. Um, you can play this two-player split screen as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just really like snowboarding games. There's heaps of them on the PS1, PS2. Mm. Uh, this one's a lot of fun. Uh, is it a, pick it up pretty cheap. Okay, that's all I'm about to ask you next. When now I'm looking at it, I'd, I'd have to look it up. I, I, it's one of those games that I just came across for like ten bucks in a lot one day and played it, and it was heaps of fun. Uh, yeah. So next week we're going to come into another snowboarding series that I love. Uh, I haven't got them today, but there's four of them, so that might give you a clue on what it is. Hmm. <laughs> all right, Reggie, you're up next. All right, fix this. Let you know, chill is going for around ten bucks. So it looks like I'm gonna get me a copy of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not after you do a video on how cool it is, though. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> okay, so I don't have much that much stuff this this time, um, but you know, hey, it's all good. I got Resident Evil Two for the N64. Nice. I thought it'd be. I I, I want to have all the Resident Evil games pretty much. So I had to get this one again. I had it before in box years ago, but I got it through a good deal through a friend. And this 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 version of Resident Evil 2 is actually pretty good. Like really Yeah, good. graphics are clean on it. They're good. Well, it's incredible what they were able to add to this cart. And then if you have the expansion pack, you know, it's even better. It's very mm. impressive. You know, it's very impressive. So I'm happy what they did with this. I would have loved to see how Resident Evil Zero would have been on A64, but it would have been an expensive cart because all the stuff they wanted to add into that game. But still, Resident Evil 2 is definitely... The, that, is, um, that is impressive that they did that. Probably yeah. the best version of Resident Evil formula out of the original games, I would say. I mean, that game really did a lot. Um, that game <laughs> blew me away when I was a kid, dude. That was like... I remember that was one of the first games I bought the strategy guide for. Yeah? Yeah, I, just, yeah. I remember my I just, first night playing it, too, with friends. I was like, dude, this game's like... I, was, I remember I was mad that night because when we got the game, when I got the game, my friends wanted to play Marvel superheroes instead i was like man get this game out of here i'm playing resident evil 2 we were like playing yeah, seriously. Playing. hello slow and weird but it's, we still had fun but next game yeah. here um oh, is a hidden gem i would say a lot of people don't know mm -hmm. about it joe hopefully you know about it Bigsy, yeah hopefully you know about this one I, I hope i think the pal version might be expensive if they, if they have one i don't know maybe that's a japanese version but anyways puzzle star suite seal oh no, i've never heard of this 
Oh, looks you like guys that, love this looks game. It's like one of those shooter shooter games, though. Looks like that same company. No, it's like Tetris, um, but it's a competitive Tetris. Like it's two people going against. Okay. Called um, um, it's like Poya Pop. It's like the mm-hmm. Poya Pop games. How they have the verse, verse mm-hmm. night. It's like that, but it's a really cool there game. There's a Pal version. That kind of sucks. <laughs> the Japanese version of this game goes for a lot, I, from what I've seen. Um, I don't know if people are paying that price, but um, it's it, it's it, it's it's really called Star Sweep, but they call it Puzzle Star Sweep. Uh, okay, so we got Star Sweep on PS1. Yep. Is it expensive? No, no, I think I've got it too. Good, perfect. You're good to go, Joe. I'm pretty sure you got it, right? Mm-hmm. No, I never heard of that game. Pick this one up, man. You'll be happy you got it, man. I should, a little bit of the back here. I don't know if you guys can see it, but it's like you can see like the animated graphics, like the pixel graphics and everything. Mm-hmm. So. Pretty cool game, man. A lot of people don't know about it. It was H Tech brought out a couple like like a lot of budget games toward the end of the PS1's life cycle. So um this is one of them. Uh definitely a good one. I think people should get and it's and it's still um not really be, a lot of people know about it. So there's that. I, I love puzzle games like that. Love oh dude, this game. game is fun, man. You love it. Did you see that love- uh that Dodo Donut game or whatever the hell that's coming out. Yeah, I saw that promote that on Twitter, man. That looks fucking good, man. I'm like down, dude. (laughs) Next game here, uh, Xbox One Injustice 2, the complete version. Mm -hmm. Nice. So I I had my coupon at GameStop, you know, for $5 off, and I said, let me go ahead and use this because I'm not coming back again this month. So it's between Injustice 2 Legendary Edition or the regular edition. Obviously, we know the the pay gap with the original version. Buy these characters; there'll be a bunch of locked characters on the on the disc. I don't want that, so I went with the legendary edition. We had everybody unlocked from the beginning. Um, and I'm bit, I'm and good news. I'm getting an Xbox One here pretty soon. So um, nice. Uh, yeah, I'm very happy about that. My buddy had like five of them. He said, Man, you want one, dude? I just got these systems sitting here. I was like, Yeah, I'll take one. You kidding me? I got a oh, bunch yeah. of Xbox One games, so I got this. Those are backwards uh, compatible yeah. with 360 games, right? Some yeah. Xbox ones. Yeah. Less and less, less and less, apparently. Yeah, less and mm-hmm. less later. Yeah, we're not going to have, oh, God, that's messed up. I mean, fix now, it. If you already have the patch for the game downloaded, it, I mean, look, if you already had the game downloaded, you can still play that version of it still on, on the newer systems? I'm not entirely sure how it works. I was just reading people that were angry about yeah, knowing Knowing that, they'll probably take that away from you because now they're taking away, I hear they're taking away DLC that you have on your system now or whatever. It's pretty crazy. I, I definitely um, heard that some backwards compatible games got delisted from the service like they aren't compatible anymore or and i heard there were ones that were gonna be but they never finished they never released them so that sucks to hear man um next game here is a game i traded on accident but i got it back finally and that is star fox adventures which is also known as dinosaur planet back in the day you guys remember that uh dinosaur planet supposed to come out in 64 they said this game's not gonna make us any money unless we add some kind of IP to it. So they said, hey, let's add Star Fox to it. So Star <laughs> Fox Adventures. Uh, I think Donald Planet got released too. Like somebody leaked it on the N64, so people could play the original version of this. But um, you play the game as in the beginning as Star Fox games, like finding the air wing, and at the end of the game, I believe playing the air wing as well. But it's more of an adventure game, really a lot of fun. Uh, it's pretty much a kind of a cool hidden gem. Well, I should say hidden gem, but it's, it's some it's some of Rare's best work, I would say. So definitely a cool game to have. It's crazy uh, because at the time they would have thought this game's crap. Yeah, <laughs> I they would have just released it. 
<laughs> Did you ever watch Dinosaurs when you were a kid? Because I have that stupid song stuck in my head. Dinosaurs. No, I can't get it out of my head, dude. Damn it. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I, man, 80s cartoons were something else, man. You ever heard of Kit Video? Kit Video? Yeah, I, I put us the intro of it on my um. You'll recognize it if you see it. I probably, if I see it, I'll be like, "Oh, I watched this show a million times." Yeah, yeah. These kids get put into like a cartoon, and it just it's it crazy. But anyways, um, next one here, I had the exclusive Blockbuster VHS case. Um, this is one of the last items released by Blockbuster before they went out of business. Oh, and, uh, no, I'm just kidding. This, no, that's this, a this is official, but this is it's basically a switch carrying case. Yeah, thing's cool. So you put your Switch games in there. So mm-hmm. kind of cool. Hell yeah. The one blockbuster is still around officially licensed this. So this is pretty cool. Um, got that. This is one. This is more of something I want to show off that I thought was kind of cool because I dug it out one of my boxes recently. Um, one of the most radical games you could ever play. Reggie's Radical Adventures for the Dreamcast. There it is. Oh, bang, bang. The Dreamcast version, which is rare as hell. <laughs> so yeah, man. Had it for it to drink. Yeah, the sale of approval too. Huh? I it's hope so. Of approval. <laughs> it's it's an unlicensed burned one. It's unapproved. He's like, fucking no, I reject that. <laughs> Dude, I was the first one to have a game like before anybody else did it, man. Like I was the first unofficial game to, person to be in a video game. <laughs> that's oh, rad, man. I think that's really cool, dude. Who made um, that game for you? If you don't mind me asking. What's up? Who made that game? Um, so the guy's name was Mike T. He lived in Korea and he mm. helped do it. And then my buddy Eric Bishop helped design some of the art for it mm. and everything. Um, but yeah, this is back in like 2014 when I got this done. And um, we got it put on Nintendo, uh, the Game Boy Advance, even it's on the Game Boy That's Advance, cool, man. And of course, the Dreamcast has got to make more quantities That's of cool, it, dude. We gotta get you never would have thought 10 years later that putting games on old systems would become the new thing and it, it, suddenly everyone's doing it and you know there's yeah. new game boy games coming out every week and that's <laughs> cool dude i, love I mean that. putting yourself in a game and then adding your own story to it is pretty cool man because the funny story we put to this game like the dialogue is hilarious man like I, matter of fact after we get done with stream i'll send you the trailer for the game so you guys can see what was added to my game because we have a trailer for it nice. it is oh god it's hilarious dude it's, it's great stuff um Next game here is a uh, ra- rally cross part two. Looks like a pretty cool fun, like, like racing game. I would say nice. 989 studios were awesome. And that, yeah, I love here. 989 studios, man. I hate that they yeah. kind of like, I think they went to made it went to another company or they just fell off. But uh, 989 studios, siphon filter, and all that stuff. Hell yeah, they made a they ton of work, really man. Yet, Moto. Mm-hmm. I think they did hey, really cool, the same, cool same too, right? yeah. nice. Oh, perfect. See, there you go. Okay. Man, Figgy got it ready to go. Right on, man. Um, but yeah, I thought this looked like a cool game to play. So it's only 10 bucks. I was like, let me try it out, man. I like finding PS1 games still, even mm-hmm. though it's rare that find ones I want. But if I see something unique, I said, yeah, let me get that for PS1. Yeah, racing games. Racing games. I'll take it. Yeah, and that you can find fun ass racing games cheap still. Like I bought that game Scars recently for PS1 for like 10 bucks. It's a fun ass yeah. game, dude. I was like, this thing's this game's dope. So, yeah, these are bots said so. We'll see a HD remaster of Reggie's game for the PS5 soon. HD remaster, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd love to see that, man. <laughs> Honestly, um, so I got two more here, or, or three ish, I would say. 
But this was the one I was happy about seeing in boxes that game store I told you I just went to. So I went to this game store and uh, they had a box version of Battletoads for the Game Boy. And um, oh, beautiful, yeah, dude. What's cool about right. this is that um, the Battletoads arcade game has some cutout levels of in it, unfortunately. And one was called um, uh, called Brain Chase, and Brain Chase was made pretty much where the Battletoads are running from this big hunk of brain and chasing them in, in a maze, like kind of like kind of like a it's kind of reminiscent to that level of, in um the re- original Battletoads when you're being chased by that ball and you're cutting the corners and stuff like that. Basically, you're being chased or whatever like that. Or no, every every, every game like that, every level life. like that is an instant anxiety in my mind. Any game yeah. where there's something chasing you, there's a wall chasing you, there's something close. There's something weird like that, man. A, a better description would have been like oh. you're being chased. You're being chased by this 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 uh, brain, but you have it's like a there's a bomb or whatever like that. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, I, I picked up this version of the game. I thought it was cool. It's actually a really fun version of Battletoads to play. It's actually better than the NES version, which I think the NES version is all over the place with how difficult it is because it's like a, it doesn't know what type of game it wants to be. But this game does know its gaming identity, and it's a lot of fun, and people should pick this one up. It's got a great soundtrack. Rare did a good job on the Game Boy. They knew how to u- utilize the system, and they did it well. So I picked this one complete in box. I'm happy about the price, and um, yeah, definitely another game to add to the collection. Awesome. Boxed Game Boy stuff is so hard to find, but it looks so. It is, nice. man. It is re- really weird because everybody's like the prices. Prices are all over the place, so you never know. You know, it's like you got to really do your research. And next game here um, is from Retrobit, and I love this series. They even have it on the Game Boy Advance, at least the third game. But this is an R Type Collection, which comes with a Super R Type and R Type right. Three. Nice. So you open this up. Wow, it's been a minute. It's the SNES, right? And there you go. You got both games on one cart. Mm-hmm. And honestly, guys, I would say skip Super R-Type because it's a bit slow for me. But R-Type 3 is where it's at. That game was mm-hmm. fun. And um, I th- I still think it's the best R-Type out there. I mean, R-Type, the new R-Type they did, re- they remade is kind of cool. But I, I don't know. R-Type 3, I just feel like it was the, the high point in the series, I would say. So definitely, I would say people will look for that one. And um, that that's my game pickups, man. I, I didn't really have much, nothing much, but nice. uh, that stuff. Tons of cool stuff, dude. Dude, I um, oh, man, I meant to. Did you? T- uh, do you know? Uh, I saw that uh, Cad got the Poly Mega, and he said that that could play like uh, any region PS One game. Yeah, like those the region free. Do you know if that will play? Those like fan translation games, yeah. of, like the modern games, will it? Oh, yeah. no, no, I have to yeah, get a it, it, might not, um, <laughs> it might not display the game. Well, it should because it, it goes by the game, the, the game, or whatever, like that. So, like, the, 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 it's, there's a certain way it identifies what game it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you'll be good, man. Like, this is the thing about the Poly Mega that was cool. You can actually play a Japanese version of the game. That's what I'm that like, I've been... thing, and it'll play that game in English yeah. for you. That's, that's what's what amazing about the hybrid em- emulation, man. Like that game is—I mean, that system is pretty tight, man. So, um, well, like, technology to do that. So it's cool that they've made something t- to utilize modern technology. You know. Yeah, you you can also install the games uh, to your instead of like if you don't want it to spin a disc, you can just install the game to the hard drive and play it like that too. That's dope, cool. dude. That's what Jason did. He got a big hard drive for his, and he just started installing games. Like when I would bring games over to his house for pickups videos. He's oh man, this is great, man. Put that put that game in the system. Burn that, burn that bad boy in there. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence of what I want to one, but because I don't want to play my expensive games. 
if that makes sense. I'd rather play an emulation version because I don't want to do disc or anything, you know. Not that it would, but I don't want to take the chance. Yeah. I totally understand. Like, my, like I was actually tempted to play Tron Bond the other day. I was like, man, I don't want to mess. I don't want to keep touching this game. Man. I just download the PS3 version and play that one. Yeah, yeah exactly. When the difference is like a dollar to $300. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's let's preserve let's preserve this stuff. <laughs> It'd be like being a wine collector and drinking your expensive stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got for us today, Joe? I got some stuff. Um, some stuff. So first thing I picked up was I finally picked up Sonic Superstars. Nice. Twenty bucks, uh, right? Twenty bucks, baby. Nineteen ninety nine. Uh, PS five, and this was nineteen ninety nine. The PS three copy is still thirty. Our PS four, excuse me, is still yeah. thirty, which pissed me off. So I didn't double dip yet. I'm waiting. I'm trying to be patient. I'm just like yeah. I'm holding out. I'm feeling like eventually. They'll clear them, clear those out on clearance. Like I just feel like it. That's not like some low print game that only got like a small. Like like I feel like there's probably lots of those available, and at some point it'll go on sale for cheaper than thirty. So I think I'm gonna wait and try to get it for twenty. But either way, I can play this for now because I do want to play it. Like it looked like a fun game. I want to try it out. So I'll pick that up for the Switch for now. It sounds like the type of thing that'll hit the like one dollar clearance because oh shit, look how many of these we got, and no one bought any of them. Well, I, I don't. It's not that no one. It definitely didn't sell as well as they were hoping it would. And uh, again, it was one of those games. I feel. I feel like the initial price point was a little too high for what it's offering. Mm-hmm. Forty bucks at most. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, at the most, it really should be twenty nine ninety nine out of the gate. If, if that had been twenty nine ninety nine out of the gate, I would have bought a, two copies like day one. Yep. But now they got me on the wait train, and now I'm like, well, I've already waited. I don't care. I can wait forever. Type thing. So they missed their FOMO gate thing um so i'm not sure this one might be confusing i don't know maybe there's an esrb release or there's other versions of this game but i picked up this version i wanted to get this game for a while this is the holgar have you ever heard of this yeah that's cool awesome i know the company what kind of game is it so it is a 2d action game kind of like rastan Mm. now if you are an old fart and you know what Rastan is. Uh, it's like a, you know, sword, hack and slash sword and sorcery barbarian game where you're like a barbarian and you run around and you kill monsters and shit like that, like Conan type stuff. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what this is. Um, it looks like a, you know, literally like, I wouldn't even say an updated version. It looks like more like a love song to something like that. It's pixel art, the whole nine yards. No, no. I mean, it's not super cheap. It's probably like 30, 40 bucks to get a copy. Okay. And then it does have, I'm pretty sure there is like a nicer version of it. Like there might be like a deluxe edition or something like that. That's a little more. Um, it looks pretty good. There's another game very similar to this that's coming out. I can't remember. It's called like Atafar, Atrafar or something. There's another one that looks very similar. But yeah, I've wanted this for a while. And um, Tessera Games, this company, I don't know. They just put a, like a lot of like... Um, I mean, hidden gem games, I guess, is the term I would use. Like this yeah, company makes a lot of, yeah, they're, they're what they make a lot of those like unknown titles that I feel like will be desirable in the future. I don't know if that one will be. I don't know how many old farts like me were like, I love Rastin, I gotta have it, but maybe. I don't know. Um, so this game is pretty damn cool. I picked up uh, World of Horror. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, I like the artwork. Um, oh, dude, that, that's. 
dude, that's what this game is all about. So it's it's kind of like a point and click adventure mystery type horror game, but um, it's all in black and white and it's all hand drawn art. If you can see. So it's like super creepy and it's like, I don't know, like I love I don't know. When I was a kid, I used to draw horror shit all over my notebooks in high school. Like I was that kid who had skulls and blood and monsters and knives and swords. And I was into death metal and cannibal corpse and all that shit. I just like horror monsters and evil, evil looking shit. So like I've always loved hand drawn horror artwork and like messed up stuff. Like so this is like I had to get this like perfect example. Did you guys ever watch the show Super Jail? Do you ever watch Super Jail? Do you know what that is? What's that about? Oh my god, dude, Reggie, you gotta watch this show or fix it. You gotta check it out. It's like this crazy cartoon that is I don't even want to describe it. It's so bizarre. It's about like a jail and like it's like, but it's like the it's like if Willy Wonka ran the jail, it's completely insane. But the whole point of it is like <laughs> at the at the end of every episode, they have like this giant uh fight scene where like everybody just kills each other in the most brutal messed up ways you could imagine and it's just like all hand drawn and like there's just a million things going on in the screen at one it's just it is amazing so i cannot recommend enough highly enough the show super jail so check that out um what streaming service is it on I have no idea, dude. It used to be on Comedy Central, like two in the morning type shit. It was like one of those shows, Cartoon it's Network. On the, um, the streaming service, Utah. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's 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 you will not regret it. Let me put it this: it's it'll it's one of those things where once you see the show, you'll be like, oh my god, wow! <laughs> like it sticks with you. Let's put it that there are certain things that happen. That you just go, oh my god, that was amazing! Like I don't know how, like how to describe it. Like the coordination of 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 what they do and the creativity is off the chain. Like it is just, I, I can't. Anyway, that's what this reminds me of. It looks like that hand drawn like love letter to horror. Like it reminds me of like my notebooks in high school. Um, so this next one I picked up. Um, I think you might have this, Reggie. Um, senses. Yeah, I got the first game. You get the first one. Okay. Yeah, this is the sequel. So I don't think the first game has a PlayStation release. I think it's only on the Switch. Oh, it does have a PS4 release. Yeah. Okay. So is it sold out? Was it a limited edition? um, Yeah. PlayAsia? Okay. So it's probably expensive. So I might have to track that down. Well, no, I actually have it here. I I have a box of stuff I was selling, and that's one of the games in there. I mean, oh, no shit. You want to do a trade or something? Yeah, if you want, I got those uh, silver chains coming. Wait, wait, it's open though. That's okay. Okay, Go that's sorry. Right. Yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't see. In a way, I, I care more about it being good condition than than being sealed because, like, if I get something sealed, I really don't want to open it. But if it's already open, then I'm, I'm actually pretty cool with that because I get to play it. I feel no guilt. So it's like, like you know, yeah. As long as it's in really good condition, because I, I've seen games that are sealed that are shitty. You know what I mean? The boxes, the cardboard's bent. There's paint, you know, artwork's damaged. You know what I mean? Like it's, or it's broken or the disc loose is rattling. The inside is smashed. You know what I mean? It's squished and it, yeah, like, yeah. you pick it yeah. up and it, it's all flimmy. It should be for sale in the condition it's in. Yeah, it's deformed or there's like rid- the back's all messed up. So yeah, new, you know, seal doesn't necessarily mean whatever. I, as long as it's in good condition, I'm happy. Yeah, I kind of want that. Not going to lie. that That's nice. And I have like, 
you know, I kind of have like a like a little play. This is gonna sound <laughs> weird, but you know what I need for my um, play Asia collection is they have to have the plastic because I don't like them without the plastic. Even though they're Dude, not sealed, they're not actually sealed. That's just got the plastic, but because they all have it, I like it. I messaged them once and asked them if I could buy some of them, and they never wrote back. <laughs> Joe gets it, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the little plastic baggies they come in. Yeah, I'm missing a few because I bought a couple used that didn't have them, and yeah, I, I wish I had them. They do make a difference. Um. Anyway, this is so the one that you have, the first one. That one's more like a 2D um, yeah. side-scrolling thing. This one, I think, is like a 3D. That, that one's a 3D thing. one. The one I have is like the, that game, The Coma, The Survival Horror. It's yeah. exactly like that. Yeah. Yep. Yes, and like that Red Colony trilogy game, that type of thing. Um, so, yeah, this is just like a sequel. to. I don't know if these games are that good, but I've heard they're decent. They've got like a cyberpunk horror theme going on. Yeah, they're, they're decent. I just was never going to play this one. Yeah. I don't know if I'll play these either, but I just want them for the, the old horror collection. Good stuff. Speaking of horror, I grabbed this one too. This is the Bridge Curse. Nice. What is Road that? to Salvation. Uh, this is another uh, horror game, East Asia Shaft. Uh, it did not get released in America. I think it's only um, in Japan or uh, this is an Asian release, actually. Yeah, this is a Chinese Asian release. It's got English and Chinese. Um, but yeah, it's another one of those supernatural uh, horror games where you have like a phone and you take pictures of crap. So it says, break the curse, can escape your college campus, witness the events of a well-known supernatural incident in first-person perspective, Na- navigate a Taiwanese college campus, and interact with memorable cast of characters. So yeah, it's just another horror game. Sounds like fun. It looks yeah. dope. I haven't tried it out yet. At least it literally just came in yesterday. So, And then I got this, which I'm, I had no idea that I was ordering this thing. It was so big. That, um, you know, I'm like mildly obsessed with Binding of Isaac. I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> really? Never, yeah. heard, never heard you mention it before. Yeah. So uh, I own it like 35 times over on 50 different, <laughs> different versions of it, but I didn't own this. So this is the PS4 version of uh, the Binding of Isaac Repentance. So this uh, only what? got released in Japan. Wow. So the Binding of Isaac Repentance, the only physical releases in the West. Yeah. We're on PS5. PS5 and the Switch, and they're called the Leviathan Edition, and they were through like this, like like Nicholas website or something like that, and they look like this. So this is the regular Leviathan Edition or whatever. So this is what we got in the West. There was no PS4 version of this; only the Switch and the PS5 ever got made. And so I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting because I figured that either. They would make this in PS4, or I thought that they would it would just get like a regular retail release at some point, not through like Nicholas's website, but it just never happened. So uh, as far as I know, as of this moment, this is the only PS4 version of Repentance. So there is uh, Afterbirth Plus, which is the old version of the game. You can get that version on the PS4 readily available, but this is the only one that's that's the Repentance one. And I had no idea this thing was so large. I thought I was just ordering a game. I didn't know I was getting this big ass box, but I guess it comes with like a little plushie inside of it with uh, mm. Guppy, which is the character, little Guppy the cat. So it has a little cat plushie doll. And then it has the game, which has a reversible cover. And then it has um, like a little manual in it, which is kind of cool. It looks like it has like a little comic book. 
that shows like Isaac and his parents. But uh, it's all in Japanese, so I have no idea what the hell they're saying or what it's about. The game plays English, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it well, plays the question is now, Joe, are you going to open it? Or have you got the dilemma nope. where it's sealed and you're just going to leave it sealed? Oh, it stands sealed. Dude, I own this game three million different ways. There's no reason for me to open this. Uh, I'm playing I it. I ask about the, um, the Vita version. Is there any update on what's going on with that copy? Uh, I mean, I would be beyond shocked at this point if it ever gets released because that version was like rebirth plus which is like the old 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 version like like rebirth was like the first expansion and then afterbirth plus and then repentance is the new one so you you i just can't imagine them releasing the rebirth version still at this point let it be like It'd be like Stardew Valley 1.1 getting a release today. Yeah, it's just, it would be shocking to me if it did. You know, I'm hoping to God that it does exist and there's thousands of copies out there and somebody's just waiting for some reason to sell them, but I I just don't know. Well, we know for a fact that there's thousands of copies because Sony don't allow 10 copies to be made. They have to have 999 or 1,000. So this game, I'm looking it up right now, man. It says $64. $65, $65, like two-day shipping from Amazon, exact version you have. Mm-hmm. I'm actually thinking about it. That's really the, nice. Box, this, yeah. The Repentance one? Yeah. Uh, I think PlayAsia is way cheaper. How much is PlayAsia? I think it was like 40 Could be right. Really for that? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure well, I did not pay. I don't think I paid anywhere close to $60, i will tell you that. Let me look it up. Well, I gotta. if I buy from PlayAsia, though, you know how it is. You got to buy more than one item. So I got to look for some more items to buy to get that no, free I do. I do know, but they, yeah. but they, uh, yeah, they got free shipping for a hundred bucks. They get the coupon codes. I love PlayAsia. They know what they're doing. They oh, did. Yeah. They had that my next that, order, man. that three games for a hundred bucks or whatever. They're the one yeah. company that you start thinking about your new order when you receive your first order. I, I, uh, I ended up like making two orders because of that stupid three for a hundred thing. The bastards got me like two hundred bucks. So yeah, they know what they're doing. We got him, folks. Uh, let me see how much it was. Forty-two ninety-nine. Hmm. So, and then you can get five percent off with coupon code Joe's Balls. Everybody, put it in there. No, I'm just kidding. I wish. <laughs> I wish. Um, and so the last two things I got—they're not games. So I just picked balls. up a couple, couple movies. <laughs> if that works, I better get a kickback. That's all I'm saying. Um, so I picked Joe's uh, Balls. Joe's Balls. Uh, I picked up They Live on 4K. Man, that's one of the best fights ever. Best fight scenes. That one of the best fight scenes in all of, of cinema. It's so back and forth, man. But it's like, man, it's insane. <laughs> it goes on for like 45 minutes, it feels like. Yeah. I just remember. So uh, back in the day, me and my my best friend at the time, what we used to do is like every Friday, um, we would go to the like the rental store and rent a movie. And we'd have like a competition of like who could find like the best and or cheesiest or worst or whatever. Just like who we would have like a competition who could rent like the best movie or whatever. And I remember like one of the nights was They Live. And like we hands down, we chose this was the winner because it was so freaking amazing. And that fight scene, I just remember we were like dying laughing 
because we like after a while we're like these guys should be dead they've been beating the shit out of each other like 45 minutes they both would be unconscious they'd have every bone broken in their body they would be it was just it's so amazing dude but yeah <laughs> when i was like a little kid like i loved rowdy roddy piper I freaking loved him. Like, I thought he was the best. Like, I loved wrestling when I was, like, four years old. And he was one of my favorites. Like, him and Ultimate Warrior were my two favorites. So, loved that movie. And then this one, uh, we've talked about this one on the podcast before. And I just, I didn't own it. So, I had to pick this up before uh, I couldn't get it. So, I picked up Monster Squad. Monster Squad, wow. This is, like, this is my childhood, pretty much. This is, like, one of my favorite movies ever made. Um I like can't even tell you how much this movie influenced me. Like I loved horror movies growing up as a kid, and I think this is primarily the reason why. Because I love the Goonies, and this was like the Goonies plus a bunch of cool ass monsters. It like has that young like coming of age type shit going on, but also it was just badass. And so like I don't know, like I just love this movie. I've seen it a million times, and I will stay to this day. That the end with Frankenstein and Phoebe is still one of the saddest goddamn things I've ever seen in my life. And I cry like a bitch when I watch this movie every time. I'm like, no, Frankenstein. No. <laughs> I don't care, man. I'm just being honest with you. It gets me right in the feels every time. Like, Phoebe, no. You know, yeah. you guys know what I'm talking about. Right. Ajay, you mentioned wrestling quickly. I don't know if he's saying... Uh, what happened last night? But this is how Hollywood wrestling are right now in Saudi Arabia. So there was there was a soccer game in Saudi Arabia between two of the big teams, and prior to the game, they had the Undertaker come out with his entrance music and everything. <laughs> wait, wait, this is Saudi Arabia doing its thing. <laughs> Let's just get all these big celebrities at random sport events and have them. <laughs> Uh, I love the Undertaker, but I couldn't help but laugh when I see it this morning. <laughs> yeah, he's getting paid Good for him. Yeah, he's getting paid. He's making coins. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I like the Undertaker because, like, he was pretty much consistently always a badass. You know what I mean? Like, most of the time, wrestlers have, like, a phase in their career where you're like, oh, I hated this phase. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is when he was looked like this or wore that stupid costume. He was on this crappy tag team or this is when he was the good guy or I hated him as the bad guy. Or there's always that part where you're like, Ugh. not Undertaker. He was just freaking badass, man. Yeah. Like, he was just the whole time. Day one until day 30. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then, year 30. Like, he, he was so consistent. So. The, only, the only reason that he was like a good guy at all is because they made Kane even more evil. And they were like, you got to fuck up Kane, bro. Like, so. I know. I, I I always dug that. I'm not, you know, I'm way out of wrestling these days. I'm, I have no idea what's going on. But it's I still now in the day, especially with the McMahon's gone now. Yeah, well, they they actually just had fans like change the decision of what they were going to do for WrestleMania. They were going to do the Rock headlining with Roman Reigns and fans for like the last two weeks have been screaming that they want Cody Rhodes. So Triple H just announced that Cody Rhodes and. Roman Reigns will be the main. Wait, event. Triple H is still a part of it, then, right? Yeah, he's the new CEO of the company, and like, okay, yeah, good. It's still basically in the family, then, I guess. Oh yeah, it's still in the family. Because Vince can't mm-hmm. have his name on it. 
Yeah, Vince is still running it from behind the scenes. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> now speak, speaking of what I was talking about, do you remember what Triple H is when he first came out? When he was Hunter Helmsley, whatever, and he had like roses. Oh, I used to love him like that. Like, he do weird poses and everything like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That people, that's exactly what I'm talking about. He's like, you remember when he was this? It was so weird, like compared to what he became. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's just so funny, dude. Weird, different things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mick Foley's the was best, always that. I, I liked him and I always liked it even when he was doing the like the poses and all that weird gentleman shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's man, overall, man, he's been like pretty solid wrestler, man, over the years, man. He's always been dishonest. I've always liked the cocky wrestlers. I've always like I like Mr. Perfect. I like Ted DiBiase. Another one, man. He's, he's I the fucking love them, dude. I remember he used to spit out that gum and then like slap it and everything. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I love that super arrogant ones. They were like my favorite, dude. Rick Razor the model Ramon. Razor Ramon. Honestly, I was pretty disappointed. It's just wrestling doesn't feel like it was wrestling. It's because you uh, need a demented yeah. pervert running that company. Damn it. <laughs> Not only that, you need the classic wrestlers, man. They were in there, they were doing their thing. I mean, they, they don't really pump it up like they used to. Not to me, at least. Maybe that's just. And you only know like five of the names. It's hard to get into it as well, you know. Well, do you and remember I mean, guys when you had those little, those little those, those little intros to the to the characters when they would talk crap to each other? Mm-hmm. They don't do that really anymore. Like when they had those little segments and everything like that. Those were an important part. That's I remember when John Cena first came in, and he he was a heel when he came. Like he was a heel after he his his, his baby face fell off. But uh, he had beef with the Undertaker, and he made this rap in a graveyard talking crap about the Undertaker. And then he started like like pissing on the Undertaker's coffin, and he made a rap about it. it was so freaking funny, dude. Like, I was like, dude. This is great. I mean, it was corny, but it was great. Mm-hmm. They don't have that you kind of stuff that. anymore. You need that drama and that petty shit, man. That yeah. stuff is important. When they like yeah. break into a house and you think it's the wrestler's house and they like kidnap the wrestler's wife and stuff. Or <laughs> <laughs> the one time when the freaking, I mean, it's this is gross, but one time when that, I forgot the lady's name, old school wrestlers, old lady, she was fighting Mark Henry and she had a cramp in the ring. And then they, they they got her to, they got her to the they they brought out a stretcher for her and everything like that. And it turns out she was in labor. And when she had labor, what ended up coming out was a hand. It was so gross, but it was funny and part of the storyline. Like, I remember like the guys that were there with her, like one of the MT started throwing up, and it was so funny. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I ever I seen. I love Mark Henry. He was good fun. Well, yeah, Mark so Henry was great too, man. I just feel like they had a lot more greats back then. Maybe I'm just maybe we're just going past it, Joe. But I don't feel like a lot of them are the same as they used to be. Nah, no, no, I, I we've got Brock Lesnar. Like, Brock Lesnar's yeah, on the left, honestly. The two thousands were good, but once it got into the two thousand and tens, it just all went downhill. Yeah, the Attitude Era was one of my favorites, man. Eras, man. It, that yeah, it was cool. It also went PG too, so that's you know when you're not doing an M show, you're doing it PG. You can't do a lot of things anymore, and that's right. Of, Pleasing it for kids is what they do. Here, here's them. another thing. You guys remember this scene, the Dudley Boys, when they grabbed yeah. that lady, the, the old lady, and slammed her into the table. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those epic scenes ever, man. And the way like the dude's face looked after he did it, man, he was like just like in the zone. Like he he picked her up and slammed her off of the freaking like off of, off of that um that height thing, <laughs> whatever it's called. And like it was just insane, man. Like I just you just don't see stuff like that anymore. It's crazy. You know, old school ECW where like. Every single wrestler would finish covered in blood. Like, I feel like you know, it all, those guys wouldn't survive long. Their careers wouldn't last that long. But still, 
what was left of their career. I mean, what they had in their career was great. Like, it was legendary. It all went downhill when they got rid of Doink the Clown. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you say Doink the Clown? <laughs> he was my favorite. No, he was not my favorite, dude. Oh, we lost Reggie. Oh, apparently, he was offended. <laughs> He's like, what? Fuck, Doink the Clown, you son of a bitch. I'm out of here. <laughs> Reggie's going to come through that door behind Joe with a steel chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, that guest uh, stream yard, so it kicks you out after a while. That oh, okay. It. Yeah, it's called it's called a stream stream Streamlabs guest on the app. So only temporarily you use it for a while. Can you guys still see me? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we can see him. It's funny, your yeah, face is good. like still loading and Joe is frozen. No. I'm good. <laughs> good. Um, well guys, we might call that a night. It's been a lot of No, fun. let's talk about wrestling for another hour or two. Come on, man. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, the Legion of Doom. No, demolition. The Bush, the Bush Oriental Express. Who else? Yeah. Well, speaking of wrestling, we're gonna have TJ on soon, so we will have to get him on before WrestleMania and have a wrestling show. So that'll be a lot of fun. We should have like a wrestling special. We just talk about wrestling games. We should play wrestling games. We should have a fucking online Royal Rumble. That would be dope, dude. Turn all the viewers. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be dope, man. We should really do that, dude. Like, I could, I could stream that on my. Uh, I don't know how we play online together. I'm sure there's a game that we can play online. I'll look on Steam. We can figure it out. That would be sick. Well, I'm keen to try Power World. Is it Power Worlds? Yeah, that's that's. We're probably gonna play that. So we might. Me, me and Figsy may um, play Power World streaming together and start like a an online game together because that's a good okay. co-op game too. I don't know if you're down, Reggie. I'm sure you are. I don't know if you play shit like that, but I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't really have Steam on my computer. I mean, if it was on console, I probably would do it. But I think it's on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. Well, there you go. I think so. so. But is it on Game Pass PC? Is that why it's on Game Pass, not Xbox? I do. Do. (laughs) I I have to look into it. I don't think it's on console just yet. I don't think. I know it's not on PlayStation. I know that for a fact. But I, I think it is on Game Pass. But I could be wrong. Now, this Sunday, guys, we have Ballista coming back on the show. So that should be a lot of fun. If you guys haven't met Ballista, I believe he's got 14 complete systems. And he's currently oh, working yeah. on the N6, no, the NES. He's finished the N64. So it should be a lot of fun to hear what Ballista's up to. Yeah, he's working on PAL NES, I believe. Damn. Yeah. yeah he's gotten through since last time. His collection is absolutely insane. He's got. He's got systems that I didn't even know existed, and he's got full sets of them. <laughs> wow. Cool. Sweet. But does he have... No, I'm just kidding. I got nothing to show. <laughs> <laughs> so you look around, yeah, he probably does have that. Yeah, he probably does. <laughs> cool. Well, that was a good show, my boys. Thanks for yeah, thanks for always, Reggie, for coming on. Everyone for watching. Of course. See you guys in the next one. Peace. You found the good